All right, Mike, you're loud as shit. That's what I feel like, yeah. Keep going. Is it still too loud? Oh, that's, no, too no. that's too There it is. No, a like, little less. A little bit more. Less. A little bit less. Fuck you. No, that sounds about right. Yeah. Ryan, good. How do I sound? Pretty good. Yeah. True. Am I good? Gage just grabs a three-pack for this real what quick. What about it? <laughs> <laughs> Should put that fridge over by Gage, and then no. it'll just be Gage's fridge. Come on now. Gage sounds good. Everybody sounds good. Everybody can hear. I think so, yeah. yeah. I ran a staple through one of my brand new cords last night. Nice. Gage only had one ear till I fixed it. <laughs> well, I still have one good ear. <laughs> he still only has one ear, dude. <laughs> I got tore off a long time ago. We covered this. Yeah. Um, what set am I on here? Well, that's right. Questions, comments, concerns? He's good to go. I'm scared to ask this um, for you dudes that haven't been here. What do you think of the podcast? Ryan, you can just shut up. Looks good. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I'm thoroughly impressed. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Looks really good in here. AB? All the cords are hidden. You know, I expected taller ceilings, (laughs) but it's all right. (laughs) (laughs) The one random. Oh, intro song. It's all right. Ryan, you got one? Nah, pick whatever. Where did these chairs come from? Um, the same ones. That this shop. one was mine. That one Gage had, and then I bought two. Yours and Ryan's are brand new. I knew this was a different chair, but it's comfortable. Thank you. You're welcome. I like the, all your investment into this. I wanted them all black except for mine. Mine's a dark, dark brown. Oh, Captain. and I didn't want to buy a new one. <laughs> Captain's chair. Captain's yeah. chair. Um, Kelso bought me this chair, <laughs> so I didn't want to buy a new one, and it's really comfy. <laughs> Chris, do you need a song? Yeah, hit me up, Drew. Do you have trivia before you go? Oh, uh, no. But I, mm, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think we should do Ryan versus Mike today. Ooh. Because Ryan, as far as I know, listens to all the podcasts. Almost all of them, yeah. That boy. So he should he should do pretty good. Any races and rapping all the time. That too. Is it going to be local stuff or <clears throat> not local stuff? It'll be local stuff. Nice. Okay, Chris. Skin all my teeth. By Megadeth. That sounds like a pleasant song. Megadeth. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I want to play. That's what my dad told me to do. Oh, are we going to listen to 20 minutes of guitar? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. That's short. Skin on my teeth, Skin. Demi Lovato. Skin. Oh, my <laughs> teeth. No, no, no. Dem- no. Probably <laughs> no. not. When is this shit going to end? I didn't see this one coming, Steve. Nope. N- nice, Steve. Not. Welcome to episode 28. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, all right. Brought to you by Odd Contracting. Yeah, thank you. Okay. I didn't even know that Steve would know who that was. I didn't he definitely, either. He definitely doesn't. Oh, <laughs> mega, mega death. That's what yeah, you said. That is what I said. Are they oh. two different groups? I guess. Oh. Oh, this sounds a lot more Steve-like. <laughs> okay, yep. Yeah. Should we see how long this guitar lasts? Oh, not very long. See? Told you. Episode 528. In honor of Ryan Peters. What's up, Ryan? Hey. Sponsored by MX Connection. What's going on, Gage? How's it going, guys? Welcome back. I feel like Thank I just you. saw you a week ago. Yeah, it's weird. These spoiled bitches listen to this podcast. Right. One a week. Mm-hmm. 
from some of us. <laughs> Sponsored by MX Kinesh Gold Standard Cabinetry, Custom Residential Commercial Cabinets, including Garage Cabinets, Closet Systems, Kitchen Cabinets, Reception Desks, and more. They use local Black Hills products. Email sales at goldstandardcabs.com. Find them on Facebook and Instagram. Wassy Customs, Joel Wasserberger Side Gig, Taking Boring Stock, Suzuki's, and a Road Glide thing Zach bought. <laughs> Making them stand out. Cool shit isn't cheap. Cheap shit ain't cool. Find them on Instagram and Facebook at Wasi Customs. Cobra Town Torres Motorsports. Uh, later, Clint will be in. Drew's going to... You dipping, Drew? You got a race tomorrow? You dip well, out? You yeah. dip out when Clint gets you, here? You said I'm out when he's here, so yeah. Ryan's staying. He said he's staying all night. No, no, not all night. He didn't. <laughs> I told you till 10. We'll, we'll edit that out. Cobra Town Torres Motorsports. Your Cobra motorcycle dealer in Miles City, Montana. They are your race tech, pro circuit, W wheels, VP fuel, ride engineering... Troy Lee Designs T-Rex Throttles. Find them on Instagram and Facebook or call Clint 406-852-3858. Jonah Kelly with Dean Kelly Construction. Three generations of new construction homes, remodels, and septic system. You can find them on Facebook or call Jonah at 605-415-0240. Static Collective. <sighs> 4GMX Indoor Motocross. Fair race tomorrow. <laughs> That's it, huh? I don't know. I like to change his every time. Uh, he's got new shirts out. The casino shirt, which Drew has on. The heavy metal shirts. Go check him out. Staticcollective.com. 4GMX Indoor Motocross. Fair race tomorrow. See, it's not why Ryan's here, but good timing. Exactly. Thank you. Black Hills Power Sports presents Deadwood Moto Arena Cross Race. That is September 10th. $9,000 pro purse with freestyle motocross show at intermission. The gates open at 430. Racing starts at 6. Visit deadwoodallin.com. Get your tickets. Also, wide open brew. And James was out riding uh, the practice day. James rode the practice day. Yeah, that's cool. Yes, that is cool. Did you see him? How do you do? How do you look? Scared? Good. He did everything but the finish line and the triple. Did he do any sick tricks? Nope. His bike wasn't running that morning. How to get it running? What was wrong with it? Kawasaki things. Well, he brought it out to uh, Bandit Speedway. Yeah, I was out there when when that was going down, and it wouldn't start. Like hit the button, nothing. Well. Because he powder coated everything, and the motor wasn't grounding. Nice. Oh, because of the powder coating. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So, because I started oming everything out or checking voltage on everything, and I was getting weird readings, and uh, I tried to go to the motor to the battery from the battery to the motor. Nothing. Nothing. Hmm. And I was like, "Well, there it is." Well, that's a good lesson. If you don't take your dirt bike to MX connection, it will not run. <laughs> so, we literally scraped powder coating at a couple <coughs> places. You know, trying to be good so either side, but yeah, scraped some powder coating and thing ran great. Nice because he said last time he rode it was cutting out and having some. Weird Didn't the cam follower fall out of that thing when it was new? When it brand new from the factory, so fucking sketchy. Dang, it was in like the timing chain, it actually fell in there. And he said that he landed from doing a backflip out at McGrath's, landed after a backflip, and then when he hit the ground. Said I just heard a bunch of banging, so I said I shut it off and brought it straight here. And I thought he was messing with me. I was like, "It's a brand new bike. It had like half hour on it. He broke yeah. it in." I'm like, "Dang!" And I was looking. I'm like, "Dude, there's no way." And he's like, "I swear, I did not hold it off the rev limiter. I didn't do anything." Because <laughs> <laughs> James is point two known, hours known for going up on the landing ramp and like looking at people. Yeah. But yeah. Like, what happens if your bike shuts off mid backflip? Does it quit spinning? That's a problem oh, yeah. I'll never have to have. Okay. 
Last photos by Amina, freelance photographer based out of Michigan. This is our newest sponsor. Mike, you haven't heard this. Traveling throughout Michigan and surrounding states, specializing in dynamic and moody photography, including motocross, horse and rider, automotive, smoke grenade sessions, and product spotlight. Hit her up on Instagram for appointments and bookings. That's photos by Amina underscore M-I, like Michigan. Or check out her website, photosbyamina.com. Mike Neal, welcome back. Hey, how's it going? How you doing? Good. Uh, Ryan Peters, welcome back. Hey. Is this your third one? Number three, yep. You're catching up to Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Drew Odlin, our local teenager. What's going on? Yep, uh, not a whole lot. AB, Honest AV. Yep, Welcome back. back. Thank you for coming. Well, yeah. thanks for having me. And Gage Woman. Yep. What's going on? Good. We're all here, boys. I'm going to switch sounds over. Uh, we'll do a little Unadilla talk. We might touch on... Um, you just slammed your computer down like we were fucking done. Yeah, <laughs> just right? Slammed it down. All right, boys. I'm done with that thing. Well, I was going to say, too, do you guys see uh, James gave that pit bike away, too? Yeah. yeah. Do you so see who fucking, fucking rigged? Yeah. Rigged. Billy, go out no, on dude, that damn I'm, thing. I'm out. I'm out on that. Well, that fucking so rigged. Funny. That thing didn't run, so he brought it down. Because <laughs> 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 so he, he couldn't get it to run. And it was a clogged pilot jet because it sat around for so long waiting for the raffle. But um, so we got that running too and put a new battery in it and uh, uh, had to unclog the pilot. But yeah, James couldn't believe that uh, old Wild Bill won it. So that's fucking rigged. Burnout, <laughs> Billy. Yeah. Okay. So today we'll do a little Unadilla talk. Everybody watch it. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. A little bit. We'll talk about Ryan's um, fight with a fence. Where was it at, Ryan? Where? Yeah. That was at Washougal. Washougal. Tried to fight a fence. Uh, go over a little um, fair talk. And then what else? Whatever else we get into. Nice. And Oh, we'll touch on um, if we can claim bikes at the fair race or not. <laughs> I think we can. I think we can, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unadilla. Did you watch it, Mike? Yes. Is Eli Tomac in trouble? Yes, the last three. I don't know. Uh, it sounds like uh, Iron Man is a good track for uh, Chase Sexton or whatever. Yep. And then uh, Paula also sounds like it's a good track for Sexton. So hopefully and Bud's Creek. Hopefully Bud's Creek is good for Tomac, and then hopefully he can do something at Iron Man to slow. He'll be okay at Iron Sexton Man, though, right? Yeah. All right. I don't know, but then uh, it sounds like Sexton has Paula on lock, and yep. he was good there early in the year. Yeah. Well, yeah, one one. Tomac's only win in twenty twenty was at Iron Man, um, and he's really good at buds. So I wouldn't think that Sexton's going to do that again this weekend. Plus, Unadilla, um, Tomac's never been good there. They, yeah, they showed never those, won. his stats where he only has one overall at Unadilla, and it was twenty thirteen in the two fifty class. So he hasn't even really done that well in the four fifty class. So the the gap was a little surprising. <clears throat> The Sexton gap? Yeah, that was a little surprising, but kind of watching him go 1-1, not so much. Dude, that's not like uh, started in first and gapped. That's like started back, passed you, and then gapped you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No. That's not normal Unadilla either. Because when I was there last year, um, like the corner, uh, it's a left 180 where they go around before they jump back up onto the start straight and go past the mechanics area. Mm-hmm. Last year, that turn, like when you entered it, when you got, you got into a rut immediately, when you kind of... Did a little drop off double. And as soon as you got into a rut, you were in that same rut all the way around the turn and up the face of the jump. And then this last weekend, there was 
zero ruts. There yeah. was there was a finally an inside line. I think after practice they took the dozer and uh, like dozed an actual inside line there, <laughs> like, like ripped in a rut, created a line. <laughs> Here's yeah. a line, boys. Yeah, because like practice it was just a fucking dust bowl and silty. Well, from the sounds of it, they were supposed to get rain and they never did. Well, I'm surprised that they didn't water because last year when I was walking the track on Friday evening, they were watering the piss out of it as storm clouds were rolling in and then they continued to keep watering it <laughs> and then it downpoured uh, heavily. Even. Still water again? <laughs> I, they probably were. I left getting rained on water. That's got to be so hard to ride that same rut for so long. Like like off a face onto a landing all the way through a corner off another face. Like that's a long time to be in a rut. Yeah. And... I mean, the track kind of looked shitty this weekend, but I didn't, I didn't think it was all it ever was good racing at Unadilla anyways when they have all those ruts because nobody can ever move around. It's, right. You get into a rut and you're there until you exit that section or corner just briefly before you're back into another rut and then you're slot carting it again. The layout's really cool, but it's I can't really ever think of a race where there's been really, really good racing at Unadilla. Maybe a moto here or there, but it's... I can't think of one where it's just back and forth with two people like right. um, like Millville or Washuga was, uh, or even actually Redbud as well. But it just it just it looks shitty actually to race and with all the ruts all the time. And then even this weekend though, even though it wasn't so ready, it did look rough as shit. Like it looked super rough. Yeah, it had it looked like it was like how Glen Helen is all the time on their practice days, where it's a bunch of square edge mm-hmm. chop everywhere mm-hmm. and there's nothing comfortable about it because no matter what you're trying to do um it's always your bike's always going to feel like shit because well especially for them because they have it set up for like low mirror conditions where you have big bumps like rounder bumps and as soon as you get like this square edge chop stuff that when your suspension is set up that stiff it's just going to deflect all the time off of it um so you're hitting one as you're kind of turning and then you hit that square edge stuff it's just going to skate across it so it did look super shitty and almost as shitty on the opposite end of the spectrum than it normally is. Yeah, because when you hit that, it just almost blows your hand off the bar because yeah. it's just so... How was... Well, should go... Because I know last time... I don't know. Mike and I have talked about it before, but last time we rode... And this, this has been a while since I rode that, but uh, it looks so loamy, but we get out there. There's some slick spots. It's way slipperier than you think. Yeah. Um I'm used to more of that slick stuff. Like it's similar to like dirt you'll see around here where it'll be loamy on top and then slick underneath. This this stuff's a little bit different though. It's very deceiving where even in practice it looks like you're gonna hit some loam. Um and like four inches underneath it is is super dry slick or just slick and not dry slick, but just slick in general because it's, it's super like a hard, hard slick for some yeah. reason. Yeah. And it's, it's like a, almost like grease when you yep. some of that, yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually yeah, it is super greasy. And they kind of get this similar type chop where sometimes there's some harder square edges just because it's harder dirt in general. So it doesn't like, like red bud will form bigger bumps for the breaking bumps around because they're dirt so soft, but they're much more round. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, Washougal has yeah. got like this steeper chop, but the Washougal is the first place to claim one of my knees. Fucking dick <laughs> track. <laughs> Fucking shit track. <laughs> Them and pier shit. Out here was a good track, though. Claimed your back, right? But track was still fun. Or your femur? Was that your leg? No, it was my back. back. His femur. My femur. Gage's femur. Gage's femur. Your back. Same, my back. Same day, same, day. same jump. Fucking pier. <laughs> that track's not around anymore, so. Yeah, know, it's so. It's a housing development now. Isn't that crazy? 
the cool thing about Washougal too is uh, on the north side, all the trees have moss on them because there's so much moisture and stuff. Yeah. Is that still? Yeah, it's it's it sucks to watch there though. Honestly, it's terrible. It's probably yeah. one of the worst viewing ones. Not not only because of the trees, but like a lot of the tracks out there, there since their dirt can handle so much moisture, they just take the dozer and they they carve into the dirt. And they don't actually build on top of of the the soil. Um, so everything is carved in where there's ledges. So they're, you know, when you're racing, the riders actually like a good foot below the spectators where you're standing. So you can't really see them. You see kind of like heads as, cause the, the spectators block the people. Um, so it kind of sucks to watch compared to like a red butter or Millville, but, um, I don't know, still, I think it's still a cool track. I'd put it above some of the other ones that. Like like Hangtown doesn't look cool at all. Yeah. No. Um Paula either, really. Paula's cool. I like Paula. I think it's actually super fun. It looks so hot there. Every time I yeah. see it on TV, I'm like, are these dudes just roasting their ass off? It looks like they're in the desert. Well, mm-hmm. Southern California. Pretty close. I guess, yeah. I guess, yeah. It just looks so hot and miserable. But John on the coast that because of the breeze coming off the ocean, a lot of times it's not as hot as what it looks. I guess. It's a good ride for Sexton. Pretty good for Tomac, considering. Um, I think once Tomac's done, he's done. You know what I mean? You can ask Drew or Andrew or Gage. They'll chime in. They got microphones. Yeah. I can hear them. Okay. What about 250 class? Uh, good day for Shimoto. Actually, maybe he just had a good first moto because he didn't wreck. I don't know. Jet's bike looked like shit to me. Hey, that's what I'm telling you. If they're set up for the the more typical conditions, the, the squared stuff is not going to... Yeah, Jet was struggling. It did not look good. He was struggling. Did Hunter Neither. have bike problems? Or am I thinking of the week before? No, you're right. It sounds like his... Uh, oh, his brake. Yeah, yeah, Rear yeah. brake. Like a rock got lodged up in there and messed his brake up for a little while, but it came back or whatever. But, yeah, going back to Jet, though, neither wheel looked good, front or rear, if yeah. you watched him at all. Like, he was just, he was on his front wheel was, looked like it was just yeah. chattering all over the place. Like, how do you control that? And he was just get going for it. You yeah, know? he kept pushing through it, but it wasn't working out. Cooper looked good, though. Dude, he is looking good. For not riding for so long, he's looking pretty good. Who's doing what across the nations now? Him or Craig? Well, who do you think should do it, Drew? I don't know. Probably Craig, because Cooper sucks, but Craig also isn't <laughs> That's that. That's a bold statement. Yeah, he's, he's been riding pretty good, so. Yeah. All right, like so-so. Uh, I mean, I guess Craig's all right. He's not that good at 250 outdoor either, though. So, I don't know, neither. I'd pick Jay Coop. Same. Why? I'm, I'm yeah, in Ryan's I, think, I, I was I on think. the Craig bandwagon at first until Cooper won that moto at Washougal and then did well again this weekend. Um, I don't trust Craig's ability to not, not choke because up until – this year in Supercross, he's had how many runs of where Being he's... Being so close. Yeah, just mm. like can't... It's like he kind of folds under pressure. And um, Cooper at least has been there before when they were in Aston in 2019. And was actually super fast until him and Anderson came Collided, together. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I'd pick him just because he has ac- the actual experience of being at the race. So he knows what it's like. Um, usually he's good at Red Bud. Uh, it looks like he did shitty at this year, but he... He crashed both motos, um, so he was always coming from ways back. So I'd, I'd pick Cooper for that. I think, well, we're putting him on a 250, so we don't really expect him to get a good start. 
He's good at starts, though. He's good at starts, I understand. But, like, you assume he's not getting a good start. Yeah. Because he's on a 250, right? So, the only argument I have for Craig is Craig is always coming from behind. And Cooper wins and leads. Cooper wins races when he leads races. That's true, actually. That is that. That's he a did, pretty good point. He so. did kind of stall out this weekend when he after he crashed when he was leading the first moto, um, and he got back up. He did kind of he didn't really move forward a whole lot. He got I think like um, De Francisco and Boland. And yes, I think that was about it. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. actually. So we got to think: Is Craig going to be better at eating shit all day, working his way up? But do you think that though? Like, I don't necessarily think that. I don't think that Craig has. As much, like, obviously they're both gritty dudes and, like, they can both lay it down or whatever, but I think, uh, I for some reason feel like Justin Cooper has more grit than Christian Craig for some reason, and I don't know why. I have nothing to really sell you on that. I just have that feeling. Yeah. This is a total... And I think having Cooper riding that bike all year long, like, why... Why gamble that? Like, obviously Cooper can win motos against Hunter and Jet and Joe. Um, do you think Christian could win those motos? See, I necessarily? don't necessarily. I don't know. Dude. And I think Cooper's already so comfortable on that 250F. Why put Craig on a 250F and try to make him comfortable when you have a guy that is already capable yeah. of winning motos and is comfortable? Because Craig's rode a 250 for 30 years. <laughs> That's true too. Um, I think in my mind, if we're taking Craig, it's because we're doing damage control. Like Craig will work his way up and get us a decent result, and then. Tomac and Sexton are going to fucking spank everyone. I think if you're putting Cooper on it, you're, like, planning on this dude getting a good start. Yeah. Well, if they do it where they put the 250 on the inside, he should get a good start. I think if you take Cooper, you have to do that, right? Yes. That, he, I, I, I think either way. He legitimately has a chance at a pretty good start if you give him the good gate pick. Don't you, Ryan? Don't you think either way that's the smart move is to put the 250F guy on the inside? You've got to, at, at least, especially... Um, at Redbud, where it's soil that's loamier, you put a 250 in the back, and they're eating dirt the whole time, and they're gonna have to take like alternate lines where it's not as defined. It's kind of, and it's gonna be a little bit uh, deeper in those lines. Yeah, I'd say you have to do 250 on the inside and let the 450s pass other people because even though it's a star bike, it's 250 passing on 450 in the, that loamy condition. Yeah, I don't know, it just seems like it's kind of. Not even an uphill battle, it's just a backwards battle, really. Yeah. Right. At least Redbud doesn't have a super crazy long start, too. That kind of helps. Uh, kind of. If it's not it like be, it'd be better, like if a Glen Helen, it was a Glen Helen start. I think that'd be better because then you it's could, like a fucking highway. Yeah, but then you could <laughs> have the widest could. goddamn turn in motocross for the corner because it's so long. That'd be yeah. awesome. It started on the interstate, but you're helping your 250 guy with that. Yeah, well, yeah, you could probably start wherever you want because then you have, uh, since it's such a fast 250, you know they're already going to probably be gapping the other 250s. And if you're on the outside, you have a, actually a f- more fair shot where, like a lot of those GP tracks, <clears throat> those outside gates are useless. Um, right. You're not doing shit. Redbud's actually way better than those GP ones. Um, you're like saying you, you're not as fucked if you're on the outside. Yeah, red bud. Rel- the outside, relatively speaking. Like yeah. if you're a couple over to the left uh, from the doghouse, it's not like it is at those GP tracks where it's like, like if you're not the first five gates, you're fucked. Yeah, right. Because it starts turning immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Do we got any uh, old pros riding for like Peru or Puerto, Puerto Rico? Rico? Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, I'd Peru. 
Puerto Rico can't gross. get a team because they can't get some Puerto Rican dude. Oh really? Yeah, I don't. I don't know who that there, dude there is. There does have to be one Puerto Rican on the team. I, I think. don't think they could get a hold no, of that dude. And they said that, but that's not true because uh, Kevin Windham, Ryan Sipes, and Travis Strano, neither one of them are Puerto Rican. Yeah, there was some deal they couldn't track down the Puerto Rican dude they needed to talk to. I don't think that's an actual rule. That's probably just a scapegoat. You know, like, ah, we gee, we don't got the funds. I think you just got to bring him. Um, here's what I think. Um, I just don't know it, if there's any old pros that were coming back just to try to raid for that. Hear me out, Gage. Puerto Rico. We'll bring Craig and Cooper. They flip a coin. Whoever loses goes to Puerto Rico. There you go. That's a- <laughs> You're both riding as nations, boys. There you, go. <laughs> you can either be the 250 guy on the American team or the captain of Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you want to be, boys? <laughs> well, you lost the coin flop, but we're giving you a team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Captain. What about the French team? Do you think it's better for Marvin to be on a 250 or Renault? Because he just got off one. That's Dude, that's like... Marvin's been on a 250 for 20 years now, just being average. So probably not. Marvin's been on a 450 for years being average, so just leave him on a 450. That's what I was thinking. Renault yeah. just won a championship. Yeah, but he might have been riding a 250 for the last six months. We don't know. He's probably riding, like, the KTM electric bike <laughs> in his mountain bike shorts. Honestly, he's probably been testing suspension like crazy because those guys cannot figure out that KTM right Damn. now. Problems. Yeah. That's why I don't get why it's Pure not setup. like they've been uh, killing it in the 250 class, really. The Yamahas are, so I, I don't get why they wouldn't put Renault on the 250. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. That's like even yeah. even using different year, brands, that's even, that's yeah. good call. That's why it's going to be Cooper or Craig, though. It's because the Star Yamaha. My God, I know. Like, what other bike would you rather have? Right. Not a Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The old Bar X Suzuki Dude, pulled a whole shot. Um, did I hear this from Paul? I think it was Millville. I think Preston Kilroy ripped a whole shot, didn't he? No. <laughs> I don't know if I heard this from Pulp, but Colt Nichols is talking to Hep Suzuki. Yeah, they can't yeah. find it, right? Savachi, I heard because the Rocky yeah. Mountain KTM the Rocky team Mountain team folded, folded again. Again, but then I also heard that uh, Hep Suzuki is looking to change manufacturers. <laughs> what do you think they'd get? What's the next cheapest bike? Cowie, probably. That's that's what I would assume. That's what I do. There's no Cowie like support team. Yeah, mm. there's no SGB Cowie anymore. It's SGB oh. Honda. Yeah. Also, do you listen to Swap Moto at all? Not really. Today's the first day I listen to it. Um, for us being in a trailer with a lean-to out in the valley, our sound production's way better. <laughs> like, there's three dudes on a Zoom call that are cutting in and out left and right. Mm. They all sound different. There's a fucking baby crying in the background. Some nice. dudes, Alex Ray's yelling at his dog because it's running away. I'm like, dude, this is a shit show. <laughs> like, you think we're bad? Uh, oh shit! Your top one. You know what I forgot to play? Fuck this! Nope. God damn it! Oh, the intro. I did forget to play the intro, and we're gonna play it because I paid good fucking money for it. And we got three of the guys here. Oh hell yeah! Coming to you live from the MX Connection Studio. <laughs> it's uh, the a little Flat bit Tire Factory Podcast. Twenty minutes in. Buckle up. <laughs> this could be a shit show. Still sounds better than Swap. Here are your hosts. Gage Molman, Mike Neal, Mike Neal, Dusty Gardner, hey, no. producer Blake, no. and Chris Sudo. Sick. Welcome to episode 528. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Alex Ray bought Chris Kiefer's Yamaha. And Did he, he claim it? 
I don't think he claimed it. I think he bought it on like the buddy deal, you know. But he is unsure if he's riding for SGB Honda. Really? Yeah. Uh, he said there's no Honda at his house right now. He only has a two-stroke sitting there. For uh, the kicker arena cross, a while ago when they put out their schedule, he commented like, hmm, or something like that. Like he might be interested in doing that. Kicker? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He might not be riding for Honda or SGB again. Hmm. I wonder if SGB is coming back then. I don't know. Or not. Cause it, I would think so. A-Ray was kind of like their top dog. Him and Cade. No, Cade. I think Cade was doing way better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Cade true. was way better than A-Ray. This year. I think last year A-Ray was better than Cade. But last year? Yeah. 2022 Supercross? Absolutely not. Cade 20, was way better than I was A-Ray. talking 2021. Oh, so two okay. years ago. Yeah. Still 2022, boys. That was like six months ago. All right. A-Ray had his jacked up wrist the whole time, though. This year, and he's yeah. like, he's like trying to get... Uh, what do you think, Ryan? A-Ray or Cade? Who was better? Who is or was? Like, I guess is. Say who's going to go. Yeah, I guess be is. I, I guess Cade will be better next Cade year. Cade is better, yeah. I would go Cade, too, I guess. Yeah, it's consistent. It's a pretty good races, too. Yeah, Aaron has a decent little following though. I feel like because of pulp and yeah, dude, swap moto. He's getting surgery again in September. He has too much bro cal for me though. Like I'm not, a, I don't hate Aaron, but I'm not a huge fan of him. Yeah, Same. yeah, I'm not. Just too much bro cal. Yep. Um, Phil Nicoletti is hurt again, which I'm super bummed about because he was doing pretty fucking good in Supercross. Mm-hmm. He was a lot of fun to watch. So I'm pretty bummed he's hurt again. Oh, what do you guys think? How do you think AC is gonna do? Don't give me this. He's going to win it all, Spiel, because he has yet to get through a season. Oh, I was going to say that. Pause time for dinner, huh? I don't know if that's dinner or Clint. This <laughs> <laughs> Clint grabbed the gun. Do you see a Torres van? Maybe it's dinner in it. Nope. Whip open the door with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the valley. That's so. how you got to do it around here. Oh, what's Backlund? Ooh, Backlund. <laughs> well boys i feel like we should keep this going since chris is obviously busy yeah <laughs> so how is ac gonna do i, I just know. want him to finish that's all i want i just want him to finish me one, too one supercross season yeah. or series yeah it would be cool i'm a big ac fan yeah anderson's really came alive on that cowboy though yeah. Did we get both Clint and Doba? Clint delivered our Doba, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> that is pretty wild. Um, you guys can take a break and eat. Yeah. And then yeah, Clint and I will sure. just share a mic till Drew's ready to Are go. Are you guys going to kiss? We might. We'll fucking worry about it. Get real close. <laughs> I'm going to have to go put on pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be back. All right. Wait. I should play this. Nope. Wrong setting. What's a real Montana song? <laughs> I got it. I got it. Mm. I got a Canadian song. That's close enough. I get it. Almost heaven, West Virginia. This is country, right? <laughs> yep. This is the most Montana thing I think. Life is over. From Cobra Town Torres Motorsports, Clint Backlin. Hello. Said your name right, too. 
Finally. <laughs> Buckland. Buckland, Backland. He's here. It's happened a few times, Clint. Uh, thanks sorry. for coming in, Clint. How's yeah. your drive? It was awesome. This is awkward because Clint and I are sharing a mic. So like, when it's we, not even me. I can smell your musk. When we talk to each other, it's like <laughs> real close. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, what were we talking about? Destinations? So is that some John Denver? Yeah. Country yeah. Roads Take Me Home. All right. We uh, Did you like it? Oh, yeah. It was nice. Yeah. Good song. Mm-hmm. Nice, smooth. Montana. <clears throat> Peaceful. Um, Destinations, Clint, uh, Craig, or um, Cooper? On the 250? Mm-hmm. Cooper. Why? Just has more time on it. I know Craig's good in indoor. I mean, I was his mechanic, so <laughs> I know what he's capable of doing, but uh, I just think Cooper's on the roll right now. And uh, I think he, he'll probably end up doing, just being more consistent with the pressure and stuff like that. I think not, nothing against Craig, but I just think outdoor there, it's just he's going to have a better result. It's my, my opinion. And we really only need one good moto out of Cooper, to be honest. Right. Like, <laughs> you can throw one away. How do you feel about Cooper not riding Supercross? Next year? It's yeah. wild. It's weird. I guess I never I didn't hear that. He's not doing anything. I think he's is he he's pointed out or he just doesn't have a ride? No, he's pointed out of the two fifty class. Right. Because he won his championship and then you get one year to defend, but he got hurt before the season ever started. Either way they're gonna make that rule stand, so he has to be four fifty supercross, but Motocross doesn't have a rule that way, uh, the Outdoor Nationals or whatever, so he can actually come back and race the two fifty class next year for star outdoors and that's the route that they're going to take because he they said can you confirm or deny this on the pulp show and he said confirm that he's not racing supercross um is he the only dude that signed a motocross only deal besides dunge i guess yeah dungy that's about it though. yeah that's new to me i i guess i haven't been online to have that information but i guess is it because he's in contract still i don't know I bet it is because of that. Yeah, he's locked in. So if he wasn't locked in and he was choosing that, that's probably a good thing because it's just, it's like, uh, (laughs) you can't just go into the 450 class half-ass. And if you don't have, if you're not on a factory team right away, like it could be career ending. Like that year could just be horrible. Look at like Bogle. Look at all those guys. Like now they're just, now they're just doing it because they love to do it. Honestly, they're not the ones that are going to win. Well, Josh Grant said, like, when he got off all the factory stuff, like, he's barely making enough to make a house payment. Like, he's right. trying to sub- subsidize his income because he wasn't making enough racing anymore. It, the lifestyle that they were leading at that time. Right. You know, I mean, obviously, they're living in some, you know, higher-end stuff, so. And maybe him and Bobby have something figured out for 24. Yeah. You know, so that he's like, let's just get you through this. But I know he's getting a lot of CBD stuff now. Or, or, sorry, Josh Grant is. And he's doing the World Supercross, isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, that came out. Yeah. So I think that CBD stuff, maybe he got enough money and sponsors and things going on there. But, yeah, I don't know. Seems weird to me for Cooper not to do any Supercross. <clears throat> I, yeah. I would hope he would have something set up with Star already for 24. Because if you're a team, why would you hire the kid when he hasn't done Supercross now for two years? And right. 24 would be no 2022. And then, you know, if he doesn't do anything, it'd be no 23. And 
You'd be sending a Supercross rookie in the 450 class. Yeah, but it would be he he's a uh, Supercross rookie, but it's without two years of racing Supercross, which right. is a little bit weird. So, do you think he will during Supercross? Do you think he'll ride um, or at least fill in 450 or be on a 450? You know, training Supercross because that's really your only path. I mean, that that's, makes the most, like, logical, common sense. At least do some East Coast. Like, do a, start at Daytona. Fuck, I don't know. Um, just do, like, you would think you'd want to at least do something so you're still keeping yourself fresh and at least getting some Supercross. Unless they do have something set up with uh, Star already where it's, they're taking them to 450. But even if they had that, wouldn't why wouldn't you they? want them to get your feet wet a little bit? Yeah. And if you do have a deal already set up to go into 450 for Star... The fuck does it matter if you um, suck uh, at a few East Coast Supercross rounds? Who cares? You already got the deal locked in. Might as well do it. Right. Or even do West Coast, so then you have a little bit more time to prep for outdoors if you wanted for the 250 or whatever. But yeah, either I, way, like, why wouldn't you want that 450 seat time if you could get it? And he might be a backup, you know, like Brandon's last, not last year, year before is when he hurt his hand. No, that was he last went over. year, wasn't, wasn't it? Wasn't it last yeah, year? Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, so basically you have him. He's there, he's ready, he's riding it, he's fit, and he's just kind of off radar. And like then boom, on one retainer, of those guys, on yeah, retainer. If one of those yeah. guys go, then boom, your bike's still out there. So There's probably a lot. I mean, everybody's focusing on right their tasks at hand right now and to win a moto and overall. <laughs> right. And then uh, donations and all that. So you get the silly season for Supercross starts in October, and then you get all that sorted out, contracts come up and everything like that. And then November is like... You start just rolling into it. That's what we did. It was just like clockwork. And then by November, like, you start pushing hard. And then that's when it's just like, that's when the guys start getting hurt. If they're just putting too much time in and trying to thread that needle, just shaving seconds and, milli- you know, tens of seconds off. And they're just going. We're, I mean, we were at the track five days a week with Dang. weekends off. So This I mean, is late November, early December kind of time? Yeah. Not a, not a day off for mechanics either, like Christmas None of that stuff. I mean, because back then, Anaheim was the January first weekend 2nd. of January. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you they were... take this stuff really seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, getting all full mechanic. No, you're good. I just I don't see what what the downside is to him even doing any. Like if you wait until halfway through, if it's anything like this year, he'll top ten as for Supercross. And <laughs> yeah, no Fuck. kidding. I I just don't get the downside to it. If he doesn't have a deal locked in for 24, and you go out there and you do well. Um, that could get you a deal. Like, Sealy got his 450 deal based off his 2012 when fill-in, he, essentially, when he filled in for Factory Honda, and he killed it immediately. And, you, could, I mean, I, I can't say I know for a fact that he got his deal based off that, but I, I can't – you couldn't tell me differently yeah. that it didn't um, uh, perk up the ears of the, the Honda bigwigs and look at him like, this guy is um, a 250 West Coast guy. And it wasn't even his best year, um, 12. It was, like, I'd say his second best year. Um, and you already was doing that well in the 450. So I don't see how it could be a downside. I mean, if you don't do well, how is that any worse than not riding or racing at all? Right. At least they could see what you can do. I don't. Well, he doesn't really have another option. If you want to ride Supercross, you got to do it on a 450. Yeah, but I'm saying it's either not doing like either not racing Supercross at all next year or doing a little bit of 450. 
And yeah, why sound right now? I don't understand the. I don't understand any downside to dabbling in 450 Supercross. Like that's where you want to end up anyway, right? If he's contracted under Star and they don't want to run three bikes, and then there's the political side of the bullshit. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I get that too. But like what Ryan's saying, like if you have him signed through 24 or whatever. Why wouldn't you want him to get his feet wet in Supercross? Right. Like that I makes mean, just so much sense. It does. Look at KTM. They're like, we'll give any of these dudes a bike to ride 450. Dungey, you want back in? Hell yeah, get in here, brother. That's like, just outdoor, though. I understand, but kind of the same concept, right? If Justin Cooper's your 250 guy, he can't ride 250 Supercross. Like, obviously, your plan is for him to get on a 450 eventually, right? Yeah. So you might as well they, start. Why don't they just build him a 350 like KTM did? You know, it's just... <laughs> just build bikes. Yep. You need a bike? I'll build it for you. Okay. What do you need? Okay. Apparently, absolutely. Apparently, the new YZ is so good you can just tune it down to 350. There you go. And it's 4,000 pounds lighter, so it already feels like one. <laughs> well, he actually, he could race his 250 in the 450 class because that's you can. They, you yeah, can that's totally legal. legal. Yeah. So yeah, even if you don't want him on a 450, fuck it, put him on his 250. There, he'll do just fine, just to at least stay fresh. It's just, it just seems and relevant weird to, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it just seems weird to completely skip a whole Supercross season after you just missed an entire season. Because I think I think Cooper could do top 10s in Supercross, right? Like, that's kind of top. Eh, I don't know. Top 15, maybe? And 450? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think with yeah. the, with, Not right if, now. If he was building, like, Craig's going to have a better shot in indoor just because but of his style length. Do you think Craig's a top 10 guy, or do you think Craig's a little better than top 10? I think Craig can, in Supercross can get a top five. Five to seven. He's like a Mookie. Yeah. He's Five. like a Mookie. Yeah, I bet. yeah, somewhere right around there. Because he's he's impressed me outdoor. Yeah, Christian. Not to jump off Cooper's subject, yeah. but it, it, it is AP. weird why they don't want to do Supercross, especially like Ryan said with last year not even being it. Because I mean, I don't care who you are, even on the 250 at that level, like you want you want some of that seat time. You know, race gate drops at Supercross. You can practice all you want, and when those gates drop, that's where it. Right. Yeah. My thing though is, uh, say Cooper is a ten to thirteen guy or whatever. In my opinion, that's more valuable than, like Ryan's saying, sitting out the whole season for two years in a row. Right. Absolutely. Like, doesn't that make more sense? I absolutely. So um, maybe it is a star thing. Doesn't want to run three bikes, and they're just waiting for him to be a fill-in guy if needed. If Tomac or Fernandez gets hurt, because has Tomac signed for sure last next year? Is yeah. anybody? Yep. Yeah. He's, he's, he's in Supercross, for Supercross super only. So, only. Yep. Yeah. He said this is basically his last outdoor or whatever. Yep. Um, speaking of Cole Seeley, um, two things. See my poster up there? Hell yeah. Uh, Clint? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... I was Ben Townley's mechanic that year, and Rich came from KTM when they, like the... What is it? The M... The Jägermeister, the MDK. Oh, yeah. Remember before yeah. they were factory, factory? Yeah. yeah. Rich came over because I was Cole's guy, and then they pulled me in. They said they want me to be with Townley, and then they brought Rich in, and then I was Cole's guy up until that point, and we were going to have a banging year. And that was actually after Christian got hurt. So then Cole came in, and I was like, yeah, I was pretty pumped because I thought we were going to have a pretty good year. And then they're like, we want you to go with Townley, and I was like, well, hell yeah, I want to win. If I'm going to do 100 hours a week and work and yeah, and, and we were a shoe, like we already had this podcast, but the shoestring budget thing is like, man, like yeah. I'm going to put everything into it. I don't have a wife, family yet, none of that. I was driving the semi and wrenching. Like I cut my teeth like with this team and then it's like I had the reins like yeah, with Pro Circuit, we could do whatever we wanted. And when they kind of 
quit doing. We could, I could just do whatever I wanted to do. Me and Pingry, I was just like, I need this stuff. And yeah. he'd, he'd go try to get it, and then I'd go with him and test like that bazazz, like we were talking. Oh yeah, yep, yep. We were we were the first team to have a O2 sensor, so da- data acquisition like road race back in ten. And then I was like telling you guys that like we jack with all the factory teams. I'd throw a towel over Townley's bike, and then Honda was <laughs> over there looking. <laughs> then they pull me in their semi, and I'd give them something, and then they'd come out with something. They'd be like, here, here's second gear, longer ratio. <laughs> Thanks for the information. <laughs> they like a swap. <laughs> it was kind of cool, you know. But it's like anything, you know. Yeah. Hard so work, like- ambitious beats, talent any day. Like if you work at something and you just never give up and you just keep grinding at it, like you'll you'll eventually get there. Well, that's why you can see guys like on an 03 go out and just smoke guys on a brand new 22. Right. I mean, it, if you got someone that really wants it that bad, they're going to figure it out no matter what bike they're on. Yeah. And I think back to the Cooper thing, he, he, he's not amateur burned out. You know, I think he's yeah. still got a really long career because, yeah, you know, absolutely. this and coming back from a foot injury as bad as his and being as dominant as he is. Cause that class is stacked right now. Yeah. Like those, I mean, it's a different ball game, even from five years ago and now 10 years ago, there's no Cheetos and sneaking a dairy queen and puking it back up. Like some of the guys I know used to <laughs> <laughs> Trey Kennard. <laughs> Uh, that's funny yeah. I remember Carmichael even talking about how they used to like they'd tell his mom hey we're gonna go ride and then they'd sneak out to a burger joint or something oh, yeah. like it was like almost like top secret like you can't tell anyone you know Meanie Jeannie she's crazy too like the other day the star guys are out there and she still comes out and stuff and um, one of the guys was, I was talking to was like the mechanic had a water and she looked at him and she's like you can't have a water if he's out there for that long and can't have a water you don't have a water till he comes back in. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like it was fair. crazy. It's like inti- fair. any of the guy was intimidated. So he like set the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Second Cole Seeley point. Um, have you seen videos of him riding? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Dude, he's looking pretty salty. Yep. Like pretty good. Have you seen any of those Clint? Yeah. It looks yeah. like he's been riding a 450 though, but isn't he, he's contracted to race the 250 in the world supercross series, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Sounds no, he, like, I, he's sounds like a 450 it. anyway. He it, needed that break because, like, Dungey did it. All these guys do it, and they forget, like, they still have some time, you know. And yeah. I think if they just, like, Cooper Webb, what he's doing right now, everybody's like, oh, you know, and I think it's good, man. It's good. They come back fresh as long – they're hungry, those guys are, you know. Yeah. And I think Cole is wouldn't come back to our stuff and do as good, but over there, he's going to probably kill it. Yeah, you know, less pressure, relaxed, more kind of not, thing, and not taking anything away because there's still heavy hitters there, but not like here. You know what right. I mean? So you're gonna, it's a good thing. Go get paid, and go win, go travel. It's crazy that Roxon got signed up to do it, but it doesn't sound like he knew what team or anything. Like he had no clue what he was doing. Really, yeah, that was really funny because he's like. Got on a team and like has no idea <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I'm riding a bike. Like I don't yeah. know what else is going on. Yeah. If I'd get paid that much money to go race, I wouldn't give a shit what team I'm on. <laughs> Fuck that, I don't care. Do you think Dungey would do it if he had a team? World Supercross. Uh, I, I don't know. Dungey's like kind of family mode right now, right? This year I could see him doing it if they offer him a big enough chunk of change because I doubt the tracks are going to be super gnarly. Um, And it's only three races, so. Well, again, on like that, that whole super motocross thing that they're trying to implement like it, it'll be interesting to see how all this plays out because there's a lot of changes going on mm-hmm. yeah and there's a lot of people bagging on that but 
like I told anybody that says, oh man, they're just trying to catch up to the other guys. And I'm like, you know, that, that stuff you just don't build in six weeks. Yeah. You know, so it, it, they've been, they've been doing yeah. it. They just got beat to the punch. It like, had to be in the works. Media wise. They I just got the exposure. Even, I don't even know why they're worried about the world supercross. Like, look at their lineup. It's not like they got, they got a bunch of retired dudes. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Plus, it's, it's a B to me. It's not, it's not the elite. Like uh, yeah. if you, if you're coming up and coming, you want to race AMA, Supercross, and Motocross. Yeah. Or you know stay over like Hurlings and those guys are doing and and have your good life over there. And that is they're badass over there because those guys yeah. come here. I mean, we better be ready for donations. I tell yeah. you because those guys are they're not, not jacked, yeah. dude. Like when we Townley, like we we won a donations moto, you know at in 2010 in Denver. You know he ro- yeah. he rides that track really well, but Roxon was on a 250 and was killing it. And we raced in that one moto together. And, um, yeah, I just, it's a different world now. And I think it's cool because like people, like even with our small thing, you know, people come up to me and try to dig me down. Like, Oh, isn't that weird that that guy over there is doing it? I said, dude, as long as they're doing it the right way and building the sport and more people are riding, like who cares? Like in NDMA right now, like there's like a couple other guys that are dabbling you know, selling stuff. Like where do you go to a local race? And you got me consistently there, not saying I'm special or nothing, but just what I do. Well, any of us, and yeah. then another guy that's like selling goggles and fuel and tires, you know, and then like people bang yeah. on it a little bit. I don't care because nope. I'm, I'm just doing me. Yeah. Like I do a certain things that no one can do. Yeah. Not, not no one, but no one in that area or whatever, yeah, wherever absolutely. I go to usually. But when I go to a big race and I'm talking to Brandon from B's Moto Lab, like we're good buddies. Like we talk, we're intrigued yeah. with each other. And like, it's, it's kind of cool. Like, well, I remember when JP cycles came to Sturgis and people like, are you scared? I'm like, <laughs> about what? There's so much work to go around. It doesn't matter. Just go put your it's, head down and it's JP cycles. Yeah. Like they're in a whole different realm than what we are. Like, it doesn't matter, you know? And I think once you're in it long enough, I mean, I've been doing this for like 17 years or something and you've been in it a long time too. And it's like, I don't, I, I guess I'm not threatened because I think I got a good enough base and I got people that, and, you know, are going to use me. And I know they're going to use other places too because you're not going to be everything to everyone all the time. Or but, you're not going to be there. Yeah. So it's like if, if, as long as they got taken care of, you know? Yeah. And, and the thing is, we, like you said, we want to better the sport. And I think when people figure that out, like, like I've sent people your way. Yeah. You yeah. just send a guy like, uh, yesterday, yeah, with the Cobra, yeah, and I tried he, he to order him, parts, like, and he was like wanting a bike and stuff, and yeah. he said, "Yeah, Gage," and I was like, "That, you know, that's the same way." Like, someone's in the Rapid City area, it's like, "Hey, yeah, I'll be, I'll out. be down there to race, and my kids racing, I'm racing, yeah. and then we're there busting tires, just trying to keep people racing. That's all. It's because you guys are both cool with coexisting, right? Yes. Like, you yeah. both understand, like, you're both in it for good reasons to be here. You know what I mean? You're not in well, it to like be a Zach cutthroat asshole. It's like Zach and Chris, same yeah, thing. static and, and flat tire, yeah, yeah. for sure." And photos by Mina. Um. And photos by Mina. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, it's, it's, you can't be so threatened by competition that you're like, well, I, I heard bad things about that guy. It's like, well, you probably heard wrong. To be honest with yeah. you, and I don't. People don't get this. The opposite works better. Like Absolutely. instead of like um, competition, like competing with people trying to see who could do more, who's better, and talking shit. When companies that do the same thing work together, they both grow. Yeah. And, com- Conquer together instead of it blows my mind that no one f- has figured that out. I know, and that's the weird thing is like people come to my shop and they might talk trash about another shop, whether it's locally or, or farther away, and I never engage with that. I'm just like, well, that's too bad. That sucks. Yeah. You had that kind of experience. I'm not going to tear another shop exactly. down exactly because 
it might have been that one salesman or that one, you know, day or whatever. The, the, the one mechanic that they talked to or the one. Either way, it was a bad part or whatever it could whatever. be. Whatever. Yeah, you like, try to give the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. It's like, I don't know this whole story. I'm getting it from one side. I'm not going to sit there and talk bad about any any shops anywhere because it's like, I don't know the whole story. I'm getting what you're telling me. I'm like, oh, that's too bad. That's that's too bad. Yeah. Like, but I'm not going to engage and be like, yeah, you know, those guys, I've heard bad things. I'm like, no. No, you know? I don't cut, I don't ever cut any other dealer or anybody that does anything like I do down yeah. to do anything in like North Dakota. Two years ago, like, we're all sitting around our banquet table and Ryan's sitting there and we're all sitting there, you know, and I was like, I need to get a new 450. Jeremy from Full Throttle calls me. Monday, so I don't know if it, you talked to him. I did, I did actually. <laughs> like someone, talk, and then wow. and then we had a conversation for like two hours about business and like his business and mine, and you know you share enough, but you don't yeah. want to give him everything. No, but he was intrigued because I'm a Cobra dealer and I sold thirty Cobras in less than a year, and I was just like every co- and I just like to win too, you know. Yeah. But it's like that's that's like the part of it. So me and me and Jeremy, we have a great relationship. And we've both talked our business strategy, business plan, and what I do, and this and that. So I, my bikes are full throttle. Like I bought my last, my Cowie, and then my Gas Gas now, and I just bought my boy a sixty-five because I can't get my Cobras enough. And people, oh man, why are you, why are you switching them? Why aren't you on a Cobra? It's like because I need to make money when they come in. I can't just yeah. take a bike when I have when I only get a limited amount. Yeah. And I said it's just it's just cool exposure too. I have Torres and I have Cobra Town, and now I can just like whittle at that bike, but. Advertise at both though a little bit, yeah. you know. Yeah, just, and, and that's because I'm a Cobra every, dealer doesn't mean yeah. I can't work on anything. Yeah, just well, a couple people said it. Other people are like, "That's cool, he's on a gas gas or whatever," yeah. you know. But I think that synergy helps because now I'm working on a bike that's going to get traded in. Harris called me. I sent him pictures. I'm like wheel bearing in the back. You know, here's your radiator snapshots. Like I'm just legit yeah. straightforward. I'm yeah. not trying to hang anybody. I'm not trying no. to hang the customer. Yeah. But if I sell a bike to someone, I want them to be as successful and like have a good experience with it. Right. Like if there's something wrong, it's like, hey, you know, I that radiator's slightly bent. Yeah. Like it's I fine. told it's holding, but it's it's bent. Like I told you guys in my podcast, like I just love dirt bikes. I never yeah. got to do it as a kid. They sold my 80 and I never got to ride it. So when I got 18 <laughs> years old, I just playing catch up. So like I throw all the drama and all the shit and all the ego that we all get sometimes yeah. away. And just remember as a kid smelling two stroke or seeing like an old 95 yeah. YZ at the Billings race. I was there in 95, like a little YZ 80, you know, the white one with the, like the yellow mm-hmm. YZ. And you're just like smiling, like. And wife's like, what are you looking at? I'm like, that that old bike's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Like, just just that. If you keep it simple and you just do it for you and just do it for the passion side of it, don't yeah. get into the ego and the drama. Because, yeah. like, even people are like, why don't you go to the writer's meetings and stuff and say, say stuff? And I'm like, because I'm neutral. I'm a business. Yeah. And I just want to, like, I just want the sport to grow. I don't need to add to one side. And then now I got haters and other stuff, too, yeah. you know? In my opinion matters but to a point i just don't care i just i just want to go there change a tire race watch people race help them help them keep racing so then the sport just stays like up well that's the problem too when you start cutting everyone down like by by sharing some information or or helping some young kid that might keep him in that sport a lot longer because i know mike said he would have quit like three or four times if it wasn't for like, I'd have quit a long time ago if it wasn't for Gage. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. though, like, yeah, I mean, dude, I'd have been over it many, many times. And but yeah, you were the one that kept kept getting me back into it and kept keeping me going, really. Yeah, and that that's one guy, you know. I mean, right. So you think of just giving one kid a prop one time, he yeah. might be like, "Oh, they're 
Like, I remember Dalton, someone went up and said something to him. He's like, I didn't know anyone was even watching me. I think Jake Kelly might have went up and said, man, you're riding good today. Like, he commented on something he's doing. He's like, I didn't know like someone was actually watching me out there racing. You know, like, just that little bit of a pat on the back, how that can change their direction where the sport, you know, it always has an ebb and flow, you know, get real busy and then all of a sudden we get guys dropping out and races are getting yeah. real Miss, low numbers yeah. and stuff. And then all of a sudden, five years later, it's at a peak again. But if we can keep those kids in it that are passionate and have a talent for it, why not? You know, why right. not help those kids out and keep them a drive in them? You know, even, you know, Peter's giving people hell all the time. Everyone always laughs at it, but you know, that gives us spark. Like, Hey, that like, camaraderie. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, him and Dunhagen, you know, stuff that they do. I'm gotta, sure that, that gets pretty gnarly sometimes. I got to put springs in his bike tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably heavier springs. <laughs> He's listening. I know it's probably why I'm not working on it right now, but, but you know, it's just that kind of stuff where it's like, Hey, I, I feel accepted. I, I'm part of the group, you know, not outside looking in. So yeah. Dalton's not part of the group. <laughs> <laughs> he must be this taller at this ride. <laughs> no, and that's like why the Cobra thing for me is back to that passion, back to that like you take you took it away from me. And no yeah. one really took it away from me. It was just like I just didn't have the opportunity that I wanted. Yeah. So like to see kids win at that level and then do good and then bring in like the top level like where I was and then come full circle and then like one of our kids got one a moto jet right out of montana you know like yeah. he, he's just killing it you know and it's like that, that was that, rouse yeah that yeah. was so cool to that me. was a, like i i got teared up a little yeah. bit i was like not because it's on my bike just because it's like that kid i know him well, and we try we were like a little, we used to race justin and um tessa tessa yeah we used tressa. to race tressa yeah. yeah we used to race them all the time back in, yeah and they're just good people too yeah. so like i've known like all these guys like when i came back to ndma dave francis all these guys Back in 98 was when I started. Didis yeah. drug me over there. And, and we're, like, we're racing over here. And I'm like, cool. And so we would, Peters, his dad, everybody. Like, I just known all these guys for so long. And then, yeah. like, I was gone. And then to come back. And then, then everybody that I know now has families. And now we're all racing. And yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's really, it. yeah. People always ask, why do you go over there and not Montana? I was like, number one, right now the tracks are better. Um not to talk crap on them. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're doing yeah. a good job over there because they had to separate themselves. Like CMMX is doing really good and they, they have that battle where, and they've always been solid, but no, no disrespect to them. The tracks are good and the travel is way easier. It's all interstate for us. Yeah. So, I mean, in every race, basically Billings never hardly has a race. So every race is six hours. So it's like going yeah. past Jamestown all the time. Yeah. You know, right. on your two lane, you hit up to go to Helena and then, you know, Helena's five and a half. Well, nice thing, Miles but, City is not that far from North Dakota, so. Right. Because you know, we go up there to see my brother because he has that Montana bar up there and stuff. So. Yes. And yeah. I guess he's just started a little podcast, but that's a whole other rabbit hole, so we won't go down that, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. <coughs> so you think Cooper, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Coming back on this story. It's <laughs> a massive rabbit hole, fellas. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't be a dick. Work together or we'll just kick you out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Cool. I mean, think about all the stuff that you and Zach, you know, because you specialize in different things, you know, static and flat tire factory. I mean, you, you both do the same thing, but it's kind of like you do different aspects of it. And it's kind of like, you know, a lot of the businesses, if they just learn how to work together. But yeah. Except one gets videos out a little bit sooner than the other. Let's hear it. Oh, you get your videos out sooner than. Thanks, Zach. dog. <laughs> Damn, son. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, that motherfucker is busy. Zach's going to drop his June Deadwood video, uh, June 2023. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it'd be the funny if it was like the day of the it'd next be, Deadwood. the teaser for next year. Yeah, right. Yeah. The advertisement. Yeah, that dude is busy. Are you coming back in September, Ryan? No, we have a Bismarck race. So I'm going to stick around up there. Nice. Um, I think we got a pretty good herd coming to your Labor Day race. Be yep. better. I, I tell you guys all the time that, uh, well, for one, only like Drew and Greg, I think, I don't think there's any other South Dakota guys last time, was there? Koloffs. Cody Koloffs. A rider, I meant. Oh, no. No one else. They're like the only two that I think Joel went last year, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Him and Zach. They're like the only ones that have taken me up. I don't get why. If somebody offered me free entry for you to go race somewhere, fuck yeah, I'm taking that. Plus, that Mandan isn't a a shithole like what you guys are used to racing around here. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I'm surprised Troy Berry hasn't gone up to some of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, Troy was there. Was he? He did last year's Labor Day because he whole shot on his fucking popping. No, it was 450. That 06. Oh six, the one that just got destroyed. Fucker. Oh six, rest in peace. Yeah, Yeah. it's just fucking popping and. (laughs) 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 Troy Berry over manhandling the fuck out of that thing. Yeah, so that that cost Zach a front end on his Cowie. And Luca finger. And Luca Luca finger. Yeah, that Gillette bike in half. Yeah, it broke it. The whole front. It sheared the bottom of the steering stem and it broke the whole top triple clamp. So. Split that bike in two. Was he on his Husky wow. and locked up, right? No, that was, no, that was the Honda. Honda. His, his Husky had problems, so he was racing his uh, Honda. Oh, no, because the bar was bent all the way down because he crashed earlier, too. Yes. Yeah, my kids came back to the... We were kind of pitted before the finish line, you know, like for the first table down. And they come back, like their eyes were huge. They're like, you gotta, you should have saw that wreck, Dad. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> and then I walk over and I saw it was him and I... Make sure, you know, asking everybody yeah. they're okay, and then I he brings me over, shows the bikes, and I was like, "Holy moly!" Yeah, Honda, he he grenaded her hard, and then Zach piled into him, or Luke hit him, then Zach piled into the group. Yeah, yeah, they all tumbled but fifty yards. It's amazing, he didn't bend his forks, but I think it's because he was on the brakes. He said he was stopping into it, and so like the the suspension is so compacted that there wasn't much tension sticking out, so it didn't. It was so you know in the compression stroke that when he hit, it was all just. I can feel them there. That was like my one of my first or second races, and uh, they used to have whoops and a gap and a whoop there, and I broke my arm and separated my back there in 99. <laughs> my back. I broke my back. It was bad. Spinal. 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 <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, so anyway, I think we're bringing some dudes to your race. Yep. <laughs> well, hey, good. Um, kudos to you. I've heard no negative, nothing negative about it. Like the dirt's sick. The prep's sick. Wow. Brian's kind of slow at that track, but that's the only bad thing I've heard. That's probably about the only truth to that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that should be good. Um, Labor Day weekend. What is that? First like f- September 4 5. First ish. weekend of first September. Weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're all going to Mandan. Yep. yep. So you need when, more parking spots up there. When's Jeremy having that race up in Billings? Last weekend of September. Yep. Okay. And there's Oh, up. and I got to give you money for that because Adam and I are we're both doing 250. Um, so it'll be five hundred dollars in a two stroke. You give me money? Yeah, because you gotta bring it for Jeremy. You're already a sponsor, dog. I don't need any more. No, for Jeremy's race. Yeah, it won't make it. You're I thought you were going up. <laughs> no, I am. The money won't make it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It'll be spent on the way. Yeah. I'll tell Jeremy. <laughs> Diesel's getting rough. Um what was I gonna ask you? Rough. Oh. It ain't rough. It's cheapest it's been in a long time. The um the vet rules in Mandan are a little different, but only for me, so 
29 and up? Definitely going. No, it's 30 and up. 30 and up. Ish. Eh. <laughs> I'll make Some, my... Sometimes I, sometimes I just... Uh, we don't catch things. The, the, you know, I don't have time to go around and... Bro, if it slips, it fucking slips. I, I can't, I can't don't go worry around about it. Team 92. asking everybody, hey, <laughs> can I see proof of your uh, birth certificate? Yeah. So, you know, what they write down, honor system. Are you going, Mike? I don't know. I, Mike, I have you ever been to Mandan? I have not. I've heard you, great things about it. Here's your go. opportunity. Mandan is... It's go best, the best track around. Go bust out the vet class, maybe. You been, A.B.? Oh, AB's gone. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like two years, like 20, not 20, I think. Uh, right? same, 20, 20, I think. Same year we had to ca- cancel Casper. Yeah, you I guess Luke I don't remember. Up. Maybe it was 19. I don't remember. Yeah, something like that. 19 or 20. Well, Mike busted out the Verticross and he went to um, Joe's place. Andrews. Andrews. So You've been riding. You're ready to go. He's ready to go. That Suzuki's like I've all put, worn now. There's nothing at Mandan that you have to worry about. It's the most badass track that... I was telling, Without going more than ten hours away, it's. I was telling Drew that I shouldn't went, should not have went out to his house the other day because now I'm, I'm back in it. I'm fully <laughs> hooked, dude. I've almost put ten hours on my bike since I've been to Drew's house, and I hadn't ridden since January thirtieth. Yeah. So, so this has got like twelve on it now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hell yeah! It's, it's actually about to click over. I did click over to fifty, fifty wow. hours. That thing's got on it now. Hmm. Took me two years to get there, but you're there. Yeah, yeah. I think we should all head to Mandan. Since Ryan heads to every one of our fucking races. Yeah. So that'd yeah. be cool. Sons of bitches. Every, <laughs> every month in the winter. Sons of, plus, sons of bitches. Plus, plus the fair race. Plus I did Deadwood. That's right. You tried Sturgis several times. Well, we're not going to talk about that one. It's like eight <laughs> months out of the year. Yeah. You're down here. You might as well get a little apartment and be here part time. Yeah. No, rapid. No. Yeah, if you it's a, good enough to race in. It's not good enough to live in. If you got an apartment around here, you could go ride Sturgis every other day. Dude, I got a futon right here. Uh, I would rather live in the Walter White house here than <laughs> go ride at Sturgis. Walter White house. That's so rude. I worked really hard on this podcast studio. It's uh, good. I like it. So it's really good. If you okay, if you're listening and you can prove to me that you went to Fair Race, Casper Race, then Mandan. I will give you um, one free piece of flat tire factory, whatever you want. Oh. Hat, jacket, sweatshirt. That apply to me too. Whatever you want. If you are the first one that can prove it to me. Oh, it's only the first one. The very first person that How can do we prove, prove it, it to me. To you? You're out, Drew, because I just told you. Oh. Uh, but well. you do fair Casper Mandan. So essentially, they're gonna have to do the fair before they hear the podcast, and they're gonna have to do Casper before they hear the podcast. Because it's gonna take three weeks to get this thing out. Well, mm. Last time it came out, like you got to be day. hard. You got to be hardcore before I tell you to be hardcore. So essentially, they have to hear it just in time to get up to Mandan. So okay. what's boiling down First, to is they have to go to South Mandan. Dakota person in Mandan that is not in this building to come up to me and high five me. I will give you one piece of flat tire factory, whatever you want. There you go. That's a how's that, Ryan? Yeah, we're, we're that here. sounds sufficient. That's a little bit unfair. I want to be involved. Yeah, what the heck. Steal one of these sweaters for when you go. Yeah, okay. just, just oh. jack one, dude. It'll be just good. Take one on your okay. way out. It's Perfect. Fine. Good. Yeah, I never got any of this merch. Yeah, you're getting it. We'll get there. We'll get there when it's time. <laughs> you get your merch when it's time. I got a Schmedium Cobra Town yellow shirt for you. Oh. Schmedium is good size for me. Earlier, Chris asked me if I was an, a, an XL or a 2XL. I, was like, well, I don't know what you prefer. Easy there, bro. I'm not a 2XL. 
Mike's looking good. Mike's looking thin. I wouldn't go that far with it, but okay. not 2XL. You are looking good. From the chest Looks up, good on the bike. Good. Um, let's talk fair a little bit. Do we know Do we know any um, fast assholes coming? Chris Howell, Preston, Pe- Josh Greco. Peters. Same. About the same as Billings in. Yeah. Maybe that one of Cody Gray's coming up in Colorado. I don't think so. He was just here for the whole whole rally. He was here for the Jackpine Gypsies experience. about McCarty again? I don't think so. I doubt it. But uh, Logan's Austin Sports doing it too. Uh, Not worried. You're doing it, aren't you, Drew? Yeah, but he didn't put me in the category of fast. You're fast. It was out of staters, Drew. God damn. Oh, my bad, my bad. Because so none, yeah, none of us in-staters are faster. No, no, no. He <laughs> was strictly talking about the out-of-staters because we already know who's racing anyways. So we have four out-of-staters? Three. Well, you're Greg, well, you. Greg, you, dumbass. I can't count myself, though. You're, you're from Nordakistan. Well, ba- dude, he's basically second, local. Second home. Also, um... Oh, yeah, eight months out of the year. We just come yeah. you, you know Donnie as well as I do, right? He's like, I'm not racing. I'm retired. I'm done. And then you see Donnie out there. Yep. So he gave me the I'm retired. I'm done speech. He rides that big fucking Yamaha yep. thing through the woods I now. Heard, I heard yep. that. Um, yep. Also, so, that's got to be one of the gayest. Actually, no, second gayest <laughs> things I've ever heard on the podcast. First one was all the golf talk. Nobody fucking cares about golf. Bro, I'm the a second, golfer now. The second one was listening about off-road trail riding. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> not even 30. You can hit the trails when you're 60. That's what Stork was just talking about. He's going to go out with Austin Ford's dad and all them and ride those the trail shit. Stork's like 60 years old, and Donnie's talking like he's 60. Yeah. So I don't know if Donnie's actually racing. That was a week ago. and He'll race. Dude, he might, right? It's a fair race. Yeah, because he, he says will. the same thing all the time. No, I'm not racing anymore. Oh, no, God, no, no, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fucking camper's been loaded since Tuesday. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And he'll cre- show up tomorrow. Uh, I figured I might as well come on and try to win <laughs> some it. money. Yep. <laughs> That's what they forget. Like, I snapped my femur when I was 30. Like, you know, I mean, that was, that seems like a long time ago now, but... That was a long time ago. I was 15. Yeah. Damn, I was half your age. It's wild. Yeah. Because he broke his back and I broke my femur and I was 30. Yeah, you were 15. So, yeah. But, you know, a lot of these guys are in their late 20s and they think they're all broke up and wore out. And it's like, dude, I was still like 30 when I was. And that I felt like I got better after that, actually. Yeah, but you're Gage Bowman. Yeah. It's different for you. We're not all like you. Some of us are human, Gage. Well, I'm not, Even Troy I'm not, Berry I'm, I'm, needs somebody to look up to. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, no, that was no, a fucking Troy good Barry. one, Andrew. <laughs> nah. It's just, it's fun. I can always enjoy competition. I don't care what it is. You know, any kind of competitions, you know, it, it like brings people to another level of, you know, in any sport, when you start getting the competition, it, it just rises everybody up i think it brings everyone up to it because you see what's possible because you know like even out riding sport bikes with buddies you think you're going pretty fast and you go to a track you're like i am a squid you know same with kids at farmingdale or out trail riding they think that they're i'm the best out my buddies is like yeah go to a race and all of a sudden like they're they figure out really quick that they don't know as much as they thought they did and you, you start figuring out more and i think everyone everyone gets faster yeah 
Because like you might do something like when you're around that one corner in Sturgis, I'd never seen anyone go through that corner that fast in my life. It was insane. It's like he's a slingshot. He's at the bottom of the hill. Is a perfect rut that day, and he's coming in. Is just like just gone. Like as my mind was blown for a local racer to go that fast. He had that race won until the last lap. Stalled it in ten. Same and eight. corner. I was going so fast. I stalled it. <laughs> ten Look at me go. Ten and eight, man. He passed him because he couldn't get the bike started. Kicked it for a fucking ever, boys. <laughs> so I have a question. Since Brees isn't coming, um, who's going to take over heel clicks? I hope nobody. Throw a fucking whip. Get rid of your heel well, clickers. Oh, is, my God. Is Derek going to be there? Derek can no. throw a heel clicker. Derek Haug? Yeah. He said he's retired. I don't know what to believe because those, reti- those dudes retire 10 times a year. Yeah. So I don't know if. He- I think Derek is because he showed up to Deadwood wearing uh, cargo shorts New Balance shoes with some high white socks and a baseball cap. So sounds he looked, pretty retired. He looks. He looks. He's like, full dad He looked like a fifty-five year old man. Yeah. So he's probably even with the hairline. I was gonna say better. he's got it all figured <laughs> out. Is Greg gonna be there? He was practicing. I don't know. Greg. Yeah, was? Greg yeah. might be there. Yeah. Um. Guess who else is racing pro class? You forgot about who? Clint Backlund. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is Greg, racing, though. is Greg going to be wearing the hand warmer or the, the yellow handguards? Y- yellow handguards? Well, if he isn't, I'm not worried about him. If he is, not, then I get worried. Yeah, he's all white white handguards now, so I don't think there's anything to worry about. That's what he was running in Sturgis and the, didn't the, seem to work for him. Fast Greg had yellow handguards. Yeah. So it all depends on the color of the handguards. And mismatch <laughs> gear. If you wear matching <laughs> gear, you go slower. Yep. Greg was wearing mismatched boots there for a little while. It's impressive. Yeah. That makes sense. It was like an Alpine Star and a CD boot. Uh-huh. One. Well, maybe one works better for shifting and one works better for braking. Well, and some of the guys were talking about how they never break boots in at the same time, so they'll wear one boot with an old boot, and then like eventually they'll bring once that boot's broken, then they'll bring the other new boot in, which I never got because that, that seems weird to me. That's a You're big just thing. Dragging for a while. out the process at that point, wasn't yeah, it? Just, in the like, a lot of the pros used to. They just like if I was the same size like Townley, his his feet were a little smaller. But like Jake Moss would always like wear my boots, man. Break them in a little bit. He was size eleven. I'm like, all right, I'd go <laughs> ride one weekend or whatever. And he's like, let me feel them. Like, yeah, yeah, these are good. Throw them on the truck. And I was yeah. like, weird. I'm glad I had new boots on in Mile City. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Mile City for a second. <laughs> I want to go up there and ride, dude. Dude, bad. That track is sick. It's so much fucking fun. It's not even. Clint, I don't know how to explain it. It's not a supercross track. It's not a motocross track. It's kind of like a jump park. Nice. Yeah, it's that's. I mean, we're just dealing with the dirt that we have, so you can't. You don't have sand, and we don't have equipment like that to build up yet because we just got it back. We had it. And we actually had a place we used to hold races. I remember you guys came there, right? Yep. The one yep. on Kenny Monier's property. We used to have a, like a quad state race yeah, yeah, yeah. back Rick in the day. Used to always. Yep. Yep. So I helped that build that. Cool wall a that lot, lot of cool stuff. The big yeah. Kahuna, yeah, the flyaway right? in the back. Yeah. Had the was... whoops up the hill. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, it had a lot of cool things. That that's still just my like dream. Like if I won the lottery, just go to Kenny and just say, "Here, here's three million. Or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Because it's like perfect. He's got the red barn. It's right under the interstate. You can get right into town again. We put uh, two 8,000, those big barrel tanks under ground, two water, 
uh, pumps. Yeah, we drilled two wells. It's all there. And then when they use the natural train really nice on that, yeah. like they cut in the hillside nice. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, me and Dennis just rode and rode and rode. And then he was like, oh, let's do this. Cause that's what made me such a good jumper right away is cause like at Spotted Eagle like that, it was, it was not like what these guys saw. It was like gnarly, Peak. like rip my nose off, like oh. casing, you know, three, five threes and like just gnarly rhythm sections. Cause we just wanted to be better and then go to Supercross, you know, or green across and that kind of stuff. So he built it aggressive, and then, long story short, you know, it got shut down in 2010. I was still away, and then I come back, and Kenny wouldn't let anybody ride at the other track, and then I was busy, busy, and then finally I just went to the city and did a proposal. They dug it because there was kids on the streets riding. A kid got killed, like slid under a car down by the dike, down by the river or something, and so they were all for it, and I just approached it properly. And yeah. got like the blessing of the walleyes unlimited out there because we're right by that lake, which we do have access to that to pull water. So, is there elevation changes and stuff, or is it pretty flat? We it's pretty flat. It's not like that track, but it, we do use the back coulee. And I was telling Ryan he was going to try to come out and ride because it is kind of bull corner in the back table, bull corner, but some booters, but they're safe. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we just use the train that's there, and we don't try to make it something that it's not and you know we're not going to haul in 70 100 yeah. loads of sand we're just going to leave it like that so then it's just more fun because uh my other my brother-in-law he does freestyle so he's got a ramp from sayers and oh, nice. so we're just going to make it like fun and then like that was a ride day so we had that and then we did a pit bike race and then i was commentating because i blew my toenail off <laughs> <laughs> you guys had a whip contest too right yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we had a like a thousand dollar whip contest, and we had this jump in the back that's sick. You like you drop in, and then it just perfect. It sets you good. When Chris had a wheel problem, and th- didn't yeah that brought, yeah that was cool. Didn't realize he brought his extra set of wheels, so he thought he's done. Yeah, um, but his aftermarket wheels, the bearings went on it. Did you hear this, Mike? Uh-uh. Oh, so I get there and I'm losing my chain, and our friend Ronald's like, um, "Your wheel seal's poking out," and it was. It was like poked out a little bit. Like, I better at least try to get that back in. So I, I, I take my wheel off and I pull the wheel seal out and the whole bearing just comes out in a thousand pieces. Nice. And I immediately think I didn't grab my spares. So I'm like pouting. Clint's cheering me up. He's like, you can ride my gas gas. I'm like, it's not orange. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm pouting and I go into the camper and I'm pouting to Kelsey and she's like, just put your spare wheel on. I'm like, I didn't grab it. She's like, they're under the fucking couch. <laughs> and I go lift up the flap for the couch. There's my wheels. I'm like, we're back on. <laughs> it was nice. kind of embarrassing. <laughs> no, dude, it was a lot of fun. Um, the The track is very um, friendly. Yeah, Everything is like, there's nothing that you look at and you're like, boy, if, if I don't make that or overshoot that, I'm in trouble. Like everything's very inviting. Nice. It was cool. It was I a lot really, of fun. I really do want to get up there and go ride one of these days, especially now that I get the itch back. Like we could stay with my brother Blake up there. Let's go. Yeah. Dude, it was cool. Yeah, well, you then, guys can camp right there at oh, the track, and it locks camper. it. The city supposed to lock the front gate, but you can lock in. And like uh, after all of our races, we're I'm gonna do a kind of a redneck thing. We're gonna have a ride day, and then do the pit bike race because like the dads, it was like you had to have you have to be a dad or a mom. Yeah. So we had that race, and it was fun. And then we had like a sweet sixteen pit bike race, but uh, we're gonna do mud drags too. 
Oh, nice. Like in four in the afternoon or something. Just, just to just something. Yeah. Cause like sometimes when these guys, like other track owners, they're like, man, we just had a race and we're like, we didn't even barely make any money. Yeah. And it's like, people keep asking me, when are you going to have a race? And I'm like, I don't have the crew and I'm not going to do anything half-assed. Like when we do it, I want it to be streamlining good. Yeah. And like the CMMX guys, like Jeremiah Thays and stuff, they branched away from the HCMA, I think it is, high country. Okay. Because HPMA is Wyoming, right? Yep. Yep. So HCMA and, you know, they kind of branched away and they, they, they streamlined that stuff. I mean, they got avenues, you know, and this lady just walks around and she just puts the race numbers up. And I mean, when they go, they go. I mean, it's like practice like starts you know when they get done riders meeting first guys are on the gate you have riders meeting at the gate and then there's already race two and three there and you're out of there at four and they'll they'll still have like over 200 riders sometimes 300 just depending but um they they said long story short they said that they'd come over and try to like you know help if we ever wanted to hold a one-off race but i just like the events because then everybody was like had their golf carts had inner tubes on and I don't know how many times, like, certain riders, like, I was asking Tony, Cash Peterson's dad, I'm like, where's Cash? He's swimming. And then I seen him riding, and the next half hour, I'm like, where's Cash again? He's always, always swimming, <laughs> you know? Like, so we have the lake there that you can go fish and yeah. swim and hang out in the summertime when it's hotter. But the ideal time to ride there is, like, your window is, like, spring and fall. Spring and fall. I mean, that's when that place just is, like, if we get the rain during the week and then it's, like, 70, 65 during the day, Dude, you're like Perfect. glued to that's, that track. It's that's like the, the Dakotas sickest. in general. Yeah. That's yeah. how Dakota yeah. life is. Right, right. Yeah, you got to watch watch the weather and the, the two-week window, they call it, where the, the ground everywhere feels like you can just make ruts anywhere and do anything you want to do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just cool. It's nothing super crazy. Like, we don't brag it up too much. We just – we I just try to keep everybody – I try to handle everything on my own too. So, like, I'll be out there late night, come prep be racing for six weeks, come back, mow everything, prep it, just make sure lips are good. Um, but yeah, we just, I just want people to go there. Like when I was a kid, when I first started, that's where I rode when I was 18. And like, just, it was like the best life, you know, like yeah. you come out there and you shut your brain off. You don't have to come and help for 10 hours or you get kicked. You know, you don't have a membership. Like you just come pay your membership. You get to get in there. It's open seven days a week too. So if you guys ever, if I'm gone and you guys are, Hey, this is an open weekend for us. Just let me know. Okay. Just you guys come up, go ride it, check it out. So did Chris win best whip or? <laughs> I didn't do best whip. Um, when they were practicing, I saw some dude doing Supermans and shit. So I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pass. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you go for it, boys. Yes, he tried though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, there was some There was some dudes throwing some big old fat whips. Clint, That's how Clint hurt his toe. Is What, your foot peg got stuck up? Is that what it was? Yeah, the, I took those damn flow pegs off. I kept breaking springs like in the ruts. You guys ever have that problem with the flow pegs? Mm-hmm. So I had a set, you know, and I'd run them and little guys run them. They sell, we sell them or yeah. whatever. But I kept breaking the spring. And so I, on my, my left side, it was stuck up. So I whipped to the left. And when I came back down, I mean, I always land on my pegs like, yeah, been doing whips yeah. for a long time. I can throw them pretty good still. Yeah, and I came down and I just got a brand new set of Alpine Stars, and I fucking slapped my foot down so hard it blew my toenail off. Like Dang. I thought I broke. I'm just so glad that I didn't break my leg or anything, you know, because the yeah. foot peg was not there, and I just slapped, and I was just like, like you know, <laughs> like you're, I'm just sitting over there. This was in practice. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll do the contest. I guess, but. <laughs> 
So did he boot fill up with blood and stuff? or No, but I sent him pictures. It was... He kept trying to show it to me the day of. I'm like, get the fuck away from me, dude. I don't want to see that shit. He's like, dude, it's like off. I'm like, get the fuck away from Chris me. Chris is kind of a pussy when it comes to that shit. Uh, I'm not good at that. Well, it's like Donovan trying to show everyone his balls after, <laughs> <laughs> after the Montana deal. Um, I rode Clint's Gas Gas, which has uh, the fork air conversion on it. Oh, yeah. So no more air. So now I'm fucked because <laughs> I got to spend some money now. Everyone says that's a good conversion. Like, it is. Everyone that's done it, I've never heard someone complain about it. Yeah, I just I bought that bike at the Mandan race last year and got everybody going. Went down Saturday, swapped over my Cowie, got it. And I just did like kind of that whole development thing. Like I wanted to get on an Austria bike and then like, because I, I sell quite a bit of race tech stuff for those and people just love it, love it, love it, you know. So I started it out bone stock just warmed it up saturday just or sunday and then raced it and then rode it monday like labor day he lets us ride that next day so the track was like beat and i was like really kind of figuring the thing out a little bit i i, I enjoyed it i race teched it no offense like gold just gold valved it yeah. i liked it better stock i tell people that really and then once i sprung convert the four because i couldn't get my air pressure right we went to bismarck the next weekend and i was asking i i, I wasn't pitted by him but i was like Eric, what like what is my front doing? He's like, you tell me. I'm just like, it feels like it's not even moving. He's like, it's not. So then I dropped the pressure down to like a drastic. I went, I was at 160, and then I went to 140, and then it was just like down all the time, and it just didn't feel like right. Held, held you know, too low I think I'm stroke. 150. What's that? I think I'm at 150. Yeah, so it, it wanted me to be a 172 it? or whatever, and I was like, I ain't going that high. Cause I, I hate air forks anyway. Like on Hondas, like I just got it, got rid of them. You know, we talked about this whole thing. Yep. So then basically I just, I knew my kit was coming and I did the bladder kit in the back. So I did the bladder kit in that spring conversion and the, the closest bike that it felt like was my O2 or O1 YZ. I won a state championship on in North Dakota. Felt like that two stroke steel frame, that flex, like I yeah. just, but then four stroke motor like modern but like that steel frame flex like that's what it felt like once i sprung converted it was like this bike is awesome like it's yep. fun to ride that's, that's the way to go huh I, I, my cowie was really good too though I, I cannot say that it was it was good mm. but the that yeah that spring conversion is sick you gotta ride it if you're a hands rider and you've like ride with your hands like you can feel stuff and kind of like that plush feel i just don't like the inconsistency of air so on that rear shock, doing that bladder conversion out, out of the piston, was that a big improvement or was it yes. just a minor? It's it's big too because like your square edge bumps and stuff, it doesn't deflect all the time. Like I always felt like the gas gas, like especially his track that Monday, it would dance a lot. And then now like my track and then going back there wherever, I think banquet I went back there and rode before the banquet. Yeah. Last so. year when you had it, you ripped it and then yeah. I just caught last practice but it just takes all that away so you just basically get a japanese shock again okay you know what i mean the honda still needs a lot of work is that that got that um separator valve and rebound too then or is that yeah okay no we i I put one in it okay yeah so it has like a normal nut the the 85s have the separator okay but yeah how much does the front cost to do what you did uh retail 699 that's 100 for the spring and then 599 for the conversion and then you just pull the air chamber out, and then you just slap that guy in. That's it. And you just preload it, and then five hundred 
50 cc's of oil and golden. Interesting. I'm yeah. intrigued. Uh, Drew, that motherfucker turns. Like, way, like, off my bike onto his. Because Clint and I are probably sprung pretty close to the same, right? Like, corners on his, you knew what the front wheel was doing the whole time. And on mine, it would, like, start to push and shove out. Feel vague. That fucker turns. Yeah, I feel like mine sucks, but I don't know. Because I don't know what's good, what's bad. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Um, you guys want to do trivia? Let's do it. Who want, uh, Who's doing it? Do you have Ryan questions? and uh, Mike? Yeah, I made some. Okay, good, because I didn't have any. Yeah. What is it of? Um, it's a mix between pro rider questions and local rider questions. Okay. No, no randoms this time? No randoms. Nice. Interesting. Let's do this. This is the yeah. first time we haven't had a like, random, like, you know, what's the closest start of the... That's an easy question, though. What's the Statue of Liberty, Liberty made out of? Copper. Yes. Yeah. That was See, everyone knows questions. this. Mike, what a cow's Damn, drink. Damn, son. What did you say, Drew? What a cow's drink. Water? Yeah, you, you, I got you the first Mike, time. what do you call a cow with Tourette's? Milkshake. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Were you around when I asked him at the first time what a cow's drink, and he said milk? No. It's because it... That was awesome. That is what fires off. Top of your head first. Right when yeah. you said it, in my head I said milk. I'm like, yeah. that's wrong. I did too, and I was like, yeah. gotcha. Uh, Ryan, what do you want if you win? Uh, I don't know. Nothing comes to mind. Mike, what do you want if you win? Just pick anything. Yeah. Just tell me what you want. I want a signed Ryan Peters jersey. Oh, damn. Okay. Go next to my... Oh, we could hang it up. In the we studio. put it on the wall if he does that? Yeah, we'll hang it next to the Millsaps one. Hell yeah. It means I got to give away one of my is that, jerseys. Is that doable? You have to have one by now. I got a lot, but I use a lot. Uh, well, is there any you don't use? I guess I got one? some answer ones I don't use anymore. Dude, that'll work. But if, if you win, I'll sign you over a jersey. Why would he want that? Yeah, I don't know if he Probably wants doesn't, that. But that's fine. That doesn't sound that intriguing. <laughs> Tell me what, what you brand want. brand is it? Maybe I'll just practice in it. <laughs> 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 Troy Lee or Fly, that's your only two options. I'll take a Troy Lee one. Oh. Give you a bright pink one. I have used Troy Lee pants. I buy used gear all the time off MX Locker. Dude, I wait till people start dropping 2023 shit. And all the old shit starts going. I bought clothes out. I bought two kits and they were $89 each. Nice. With I, gloves. I got a set of that just one gear off MX Locker for 10 bucks. Oh, nice. nice. I was practicing it. Hell yeah. Is it comfy? Yeah, the jersey's comfy enough. Uh, the pants are they're right. I, I just wear two sets. That's it. That's all I have. <laughs> we know that, Drew. That's we it. did talk We've you into them. the other set. Two. He's got a blue set of oh, FXR and an orange set of FXR. Yep. 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 Ask. <laughs> that should have been one of the questions. Name the two colors Drew wears. I, I wore the orange stuff yesterday, so I'll wear the blue stuff tomorrow. You can do one set of gear in a whole day. Well, yeah. Fuck. Ah, uh, you can't. I have. I sweat so fucking bad. And I, when I mean I sweat bad, whatever you are imagining in your mind, how much a person sweats, fucking double that shit. I got it you, doesn't, buddy. It doesn't matter if I'm out, if I'm out there for ten minutes or forty minutes. I am fucking pouring sweat. It it is unreal. Like uh, I have four extra like sets of helmet pads for my helmets. Um, that's why that's why I'll always swap out. I'll be wearing different gear and a different helmet after a first set of motos always because I sweat through my shit. All the time. That's why I have so many goggles, too. Dude, I feel bad. Um, so I have physical therapy right now for my lower back. And um, they're like, your lower back is in a bunch of pain because 
your abs are really weak, which I could have told them that. But so <laughs> I, I show up to physical therapy and it's like 45 minutes of abs. Oh, wow. And which is fucking a nightmare. And then they like work on my back for the last 15 minutes, you know, and I feel so bad for them because 45 minutes of abs for me, I'm like fucking pouring sweat. Oh, yeah. And then this poor little girl's got to like rub my back, you know, and every time I get on there, I'm like, you did this. Like, this has come full circle. I hope you're happy, but you're rubbing my sweaty back now. One minute into me doing apps, and I'm covered in fucking sweat, sweating through my t-shirt, dude. I'm, but only one leg. Yeah. I'm fucking sweating right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just listening to it. Sorry, bro. <laughs> All right, are we doing this trivia or what? Yeah, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, Mike, right. get out. Take a hike. I don't want to leave, so. Hey, leave um, the door I'm open, though, so it cools phone. off. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You got paper? Did you say something? No. Oh, uh, where'd our notebook go, Gage? Oh. You got the pen? Here you go. Uh, Ryan, questions, comments, concerns? No. You know what you're doing, right? Half concerned. Okay. It's going to be tough ones. I got your timer, Chris. You got timer? I, I got the timer out already. Beach to it. Dude, run them both. Don't, I've been having it on for a Don't while. tell me the time out loud. Just show it to Gage. Okay. You look at Andrew. Maybe. Apparently he's got it. You're on it? Okay. No, we're going to run two. We're going to see who's right. Oh, fine. Six questions? Um, Five. What? How long do I get? You get a minute and a half total. Okay. Um, Just plenty of time. If you don't know... After the, the first questions. After red. the first question yep. is read. If you don't know the answer and you want to come back, say pass. Otherwise, just tell me I don't know. If you say I don't know, I'm not coming back. Okay. Yeah, that's an answer. Yeah, you know. Okay. Ready, Gage? Yep. Your turn for gold standard Academy trivia begins in three, two, one. What is Caitlin Lindsley's writing number? 105. What team is Craig writing for in 2023 Supercross? Christian Craig? Yes. Husky. What brand of bike is Dalton Duenhager's 250? Yamaha. Who is the 2022 Verticross champion? Drew? How did Gage lose his ear the second time? Domestic violence issue. <laughs> time. <laughs> is that is that right? Is that answer right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh Drew, will you grab Mike? Um, I got the last one right for sure. <laughs> Peter, that's pretty good. You got you got more than I thought you would, to be honest with you. Thanks. Mike, welcome back. How's it going? Questions, comments, concerns? Uh, concerned. That was pretty fast. It was really fast. Yikes. Zipped right through no pa them. No passes. <clears throat> no passes at all. None. The first one you, got, you should have in the bag, I'd guess. I mean, there's this another one you should have in the bag. <sighs> no, you will know them all. Are you ready? You should know them all. Okay. Let's do this. Your turn on Gold Standard Academy Trivia. Hold get on. Hold on. Did he get them all right? You don't know that till the end. Yeah, no, on, Mike. I this definitely did not. Rodeo. It's part of the end, bro. You don't know that. All right. <laughs> You're, trying to, you trying to take a break out there and you got interrupted. <laughs> all right. Your turn for Gold Standard Academy Trivia begins in three, two, one. What is Caitlin Lindsley's riding number? 105. What team is Craig riding for in 2023 Supercross? Husqvarna. What brand of bike is Dalton Duenhager's 250? Yamaha. 
What is the twenty? Who is the twenty twenty two Verticross champion? Drew Adlin. How did Gage lose his ear the second time? Rodeo. Time. Jeez. Ooh. Oh my God. What was the time? No, we're not telling you anymore. Why? O- only I know. In case it goes to time. Oh, buddy. All right, hand me that. Hand me that shit, Gage. Don't tell. Gage, you lost your second ear in rodeo, right? The first ear was just the Shut van. Up, Shut the fuck up. Fuck, that's the only one I'm questioning. Ah, oh, I fucked it up, Andrew. I flopped him around. I was wrong. That was the first time. That's the first time? Oh. Oh, is that the tiebreaker? That's going to be the tiebreaker, Ryan. What'd you guess? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear. You'll hear. Yeah, Ryan got it right. Yeah. All right, here we go. What is Caitlin Lindsley's riding number? You guys should have got that because Donnie's bumming that bike all the time. I did Mike said 105. Ryan said 105. You're both correct. 1-1. One, one. Two, what team is Craig riding for in 2023 Supercross? You both answered right. Husqvarna, you were both correct. Two to two. What brand of bike is Dalton doing Hangers 250? You both said Yamaha. You were both correct. Three to three. Who is the 2022 Verticross champion? You both said Drew Odlin. You were both correct. It is four to four. Question five. How did Gage lose his ear the second time? Do you guys know the two that two reasons he lost his ear? He lost one to a van and he lost the other one to a rodeo. Okay. But I'm pretty sure the van came first because he was younger. How did Gage lose his ear the second time? Mike said rodeo. Ryan said domestic violence. <laughs> well, <laughs> Sarah's being mean, so. <laughs> Exactly. That's what I was doing. Based off of. Mike Neil, you are correct. He lost it in a rodeo. Five to four. I would like that uh, that jersey in a shadow box, Ryan. <laughs> uh, I'll give it to you in like a UPS box. <laughs> eh, close enough. Got a hole in it. It could be a shadow yeah. box. <laughs> I'd like, like to point out that the knowledge I have from the local questions is based off of listening to this podcast, not because I was at those events. <laughs> um, I wasn't there bitch. when Gage lost his Minus ear. that one. The Gage Molman one we- was on the podcast. Oh, mm, Really? A couple times. Yeah. The second one? Yeah, a couple times. I feel like we mm. definitely covered I it. I know that because I was always scared to ask him, and then we found out it was shit like a rodeo and get ran over by a van. <laughs> I don't know. I must have missed In your defense, one. I wrote down ran over by a van question mark because I thought that was the second one. Well, I just knew the Verticross thing from that and Dalton's bike. But the Donnie one's easy because he was racing it. You don't even you think that's his bike most of the time. Well, yeah. it yeah. was. Yeah. That was, a, that was a super easy one for me, the Donovan one. Yeah, I see that number all the time. I know. I help. I help brother. Well, and and you beat him on time too. So, dude, you did. Even if you had one. Oh, wrong. what were times? What were the times? Twenty-seven Six. and sixteen. Sixteen for Mike. Twenty-seven. Son of a for, bitch. Dude, that is fast. Only time I'll I'll work you on a time. <laughs> it's been a hell of a life, boys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just thinking back of all the things. After uh, uh, after your last main event, though, I'll swing over and grab that jersey. They not I do not have an answer one with me, and I'm not giving away one of my three that I have with me. I have well, two that's... cotton jerseys and uh, uh, the high-end O'Neal one. I'm not giving those <laughs> oh, cotton jerseys away. No way. <laughs> Drew, do we need to kick you out? If what? you want. Hmm? If you want me well, to. You told me 9 o'clock, and it's 9.22. I told you 10. Oh, yeah. damn. I did hear 10. Damn. You have both Drew and I for another half hour. You told me 11. Well, sleepy. Jesus, fuck. I could 
leave earlier if you want. I'm old enough for. I'm the just vet. asking you. I'm oh. old enough for the vet class at Mandan. I'm getting tired. Hey, yeah, hey, hey let's not be just slanging that out there. I'm gonna have to start checking people now. I'll give you my ID right now. I'll be old enough by the time. Let me see it. Oh yeah, you are thirty. Ryan, you're probably the only dude yeah. in North Dakota listening to this podcast, so they shouldn't get too wadded up. <laughs> That's probably true. Like, we're wow. fine. And all the people in South Dakota already know I did it. Allegedly. Allegedly. Plus, I have three laps in me tops. You can't prove it. Well, I mean, a vet moto is only about five. Four-ish, four to five, depending on how fast your lap times are, because it's... Actually, I don't know. I don't even know how many minutes vet is, if it's eight or ten. It might be ten. I don't know. How come opens only eight? You know, I don't know. I have no idea. It's been like that forever. So probably back when they made those class rules in like 76. I mean, I like it. I was just wondering. I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know why. All, all opens are eight. And then when you get to 250 and 450, that's when they start switching. Like the C and B, I think, are like t- eight or 10. And then the 450, are 12 plus one. I don't have 12 plus any in me. Yeah, vet, so vet A is no joke up there. Oh, I bet. Richard Lori. I'm, I'm I'm vet Dana. B guy. Vet B. I pull a whole shot on him, but I'm 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 like a lap and a half big ass anchor. <laughs> I had like welts on my arm for like a week after from one of those two guys. That's because we're built a. different up there. But, yeah, well coming down the hill where it kind of switches back. Yep. That roost hurts so bad right there. That mm. section's sick now. When you come up there, they built it all up. Hmm. Ryan put like the roll. There's like bigger rollers in there. Really? Yeah, you the before the step up. You're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about yeah. after the step up. Sorry. Oh, that's uh, oh yeah, that's oh, rocky. Yes, it yeah, gets yeah. rocky yeah, up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that shit dirt. We've dumped. We've put up like five loads of sand, like belly dump loads of sand up there. Just washes and, uh, down the yeah, hill. half the time it washes down. So I don't even fuck with that anymore. I just leave it. I'll pick rocks every once in a while. It's like the shittiest. I, I'm glad that's the only area that we really have like that, rather than it flipped around. Where yeah, it's, it's like, just like a bank, and it just they start exposing, yeah. and you probably got felted with some rocks. Yeah, everywhere but where my chest protector was. <laughs> it's good for you. Yeah. Builds, builds character. Up that hill though, too. Like after the start, I got yeah. K- I got KO'd. Me and Worry and was that 19 when I knocked myself out? Like you, five. Yeah, minutes? but you didn't even get to the you didn't get to the tabletop. No, it was the first turn. Right. No, second turn. Right. Yeah, second we turn. We went this way, and then when we come back right before the table, we clicked bars, <laughs> and it was like those one of those front face, like you didn't tumble and smack your head. Mm-hmm. Like my hands were like over here with my bike, and I just it slapped me down like That's James Stewart brutal. style, like in Unadilla. Like I, I, I was out. Yeah, I got that on video. Somewhere and Warry comes over, like, dude, I'm like, no, we were just racing. It's like just tank, like clipped bars perfect. It and it just bam, just slapped me down, man. I'm like, I'm getting too old for getting knocked out like that. <laughs> I remember one time in Sturgis, um, it was a pretty full vet gate, and uh, Kurt Hyde was lined up right next to me. And on the other side, it was uh, Kelly, um, Kurtz, Kelly Kurtz, number 100. Yeah. <clears throat> And I was like, and then Bill Stork was a little bit farther down. I was like, man, these are some heavy hitters. Like, I got to get a good start. I launched out of the gate, and I felt like I had a good start. And then everyone started crowding, and Kurtz was getting close. I started moving over. And all of a sudden, Kurt Hyde just, like, starts flipping. And I was like, oh, man. And I hope Kurt didn't think I, like, tried to crowd him on purpose, but it's just the way it happened. And I was wide open. All of a sudden, the bike starts bogging down and just start flipping. 
had, I thought that his bike got tangled in me or whatever. <clears throat> I got up and picked up the bike and I seen Kurt laying there. I'm like, sorry, Kurt, get on my bike and took <laughs> off. Well, then the next weekend in, or a couple weeks later in Gillette, I seen Kurt there and he wasn't racing. I was like, Kurt, why aren't you racing? He's like, you didn't know what happened? I'm like, no. He's like, I lost like half my ass cheek in your rear tire. Oh, he was stuck in he your He was stuck bike. in my rear tire. <laughs> That's my oh, a fear of mine. Yeah. Like seeing all those guys with like luckily knee braces, but they're just like wedged in that in the bikes. Yeah. Oof. And that's what ended up stopping me. And what ended up, I flipped down the track is because he was in there and it, it chewed like through his pants and into his, his butt cheek. <laughs> so, yeah, that's crazy stuff. <laughs> what else you guys got? I forgot what was all on my list. Fair yeah. race. Ryan's going to win. Ryan knows Mike a jersey. Yep. Let's ease up on the winning part. Mike um, did pay me for that last indoor. Yeah. I, I just keep, paid me the I other keep day. On, keep honest on all my bets. So between whole shot, between you and Drew, who's got it? 250. Oh, definitely me. Yeah. Wow, that was fast that was and quick. confident. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what starts take. Fast and confident. That's all it takes. Drew, where do you see yourself tomorrow? Like position-wise. Main event. If everyone shows up, yeah. Are you going to qualify? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If I don't get the whole shot, I don't know. Uh, I'll probably be fighting for fifth way back there. If I don't get a good start. You know, you and Logan usually have some pretty good battles. I, I don't think so, but... <laughs> Cocky. What do you mean you don't think so? I never really battle with him. Oh, he just I he just kind of leaves you in these battles either. Yeah, oh, there was just that far ahead of you, or what? Yeah, there was one video on my phone where you guys were going at it for like, or on my phone on my camera for like three laps. That's good. We kept passing each other mm, on my camera, that. so it's kind of real. Mm. <laughs> Is that an indoor indoor race? Yeah, the very last one or second to last? one? I don't know, Drew. Just saw it. I thought that was Derek and Logan. No, they've had good ones too, though. Yeah, yeah, and then I think they get scared and. You go. No, you go. <laughs> Logan's on a good bike now, though, again, so he's going to be doing yeah. a lot better. He's a Honda boy now. Yeah. So is Ryan going to be mad that you're whole shutting him on your two-stroke, 250? No, he's used to it. No, it's a cheater bike. No, I've come to expect that. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan is seasoned, so you can whole shut all you want, show off for all the teenage chicks in the crowd, but... Last five laps, here comes Ryan fucking Peters. Uh, it's oh. a little sooner than that. Oh, we, we know what happened uh, the last the last indoor where you let almost the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I could not hear you at all. You All of a sudden, you just passed me like I was pulling a trailer. Stealthy. Incognito assassin. I learned that probably eight years ago when I was racing, when like Millard and Greg were still really like really good, and Millard was actually still racing. Um, they were, they were really good at knowing where you're at. Um. And so then I just learned if you never rev your bike in the air, they're not going to know where you're at very much. And you can sneak up on people, run right up the inside of them. That's why Greg likes his bikes real quiet. Like Greg Hermanson used to say, like, I want my bike as quiet as possible. So he'd put the inserts in and stuff. And so he could be sneaky and incognito and just kind of sneak in there and yeah. make a move. Can't block if they can't hear you. Jeremy Millard's the first person to take me out in the A class indoors. Welcome to me. My first race, too. Just laid me out, flattering <laughs> shit. Like the worst takeout I've ever had in my whole time racing dirt bikes. Drew gave me the silent treatment in Gillette practice. Thought we were both dead. 
Mm. Yeah. Yep, that was close. He uh he tripled next to me with like literally half a bike between me and the side of the track. That's more than enough. Half a bike. Yeah. yeah. He uh, he took off and I'm like, look at this dickhead. <laughs> and then I saw it was Drew. I'm like, God damn, Drew. <laughs> Chill the fuck out. Gets a little kid. Them uh, kids will do that. Either. Those kids will do that. Yeah. I should have swerved on him. Just kidding, yeah, Drew. Let me Just kidding, Drew. Just kidding, Drew. We're friends. <laughs> um, what else did we have, Gage? Help me out. We haven't gone through Gage's tech tip yet. Oh, fuck. Did we do one last time? I forgot well, about we that did all segment. the chain stuff last time. Give me, give me a little bit on that, because I, I didn't have anything planned. Gage wasn't ready for that. Well, we didn't do it last time, but we kind of worked in stuff that I gave tech tips anyway on chain stuff. Yeah, we did do chain stuff well, a lot. That's hey, my biggest actually, fear. Actually, I, I, I do have one. I do have one. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Calm the fuck down. Whoops. Well, we could have Clint do one, too. Clint, you got a tech tip? <laughs> it's just a all right. Little, we'll take this piece of uh, information. Clint or Gage's tech tip. Well, this one for me is just a real quick. Um, a lot of people don't do this, but especially putting in uh, the V two throttle tubes and lock ons. You know, uh, a lot of times you'll like, get extra play in the throttle. Take that play out because we get a lot of bikes in that there's a ton of extra play in the throttle especially switching in to a new throttle tube or a new cable, anything like that. You want to make sure you, you have to have some play because if it's too tight, the throttle will not snap back properly, especially when you got push-pull cable like on all the modern four-strokes. On two-strokes, if you don't have enough play, you turn the bars, it'll rev up. On four-strokes, it just won't return properly. So having the proper amount of throttle play, play where it's not too much, where it's, you get that leg before you actually get in the throttle. Or uh, too little where it won't snap back. Or on a two-stroke, if you turn the bars, it'll rev the bike up. Just pay attention. That there should be some play, but it should be minimal. So that's it. Clint, you got one? Just real quick off the top of your mind, a big, a big so, mistake that most people make. Something they see that comes in, and you're like, man, they should know this. <laughs> or, or That, that was a good one because like last weekend there was a person saying, it, this cable don't work. And it's like they had it real tight like that. And I was like showing them. Yeah. Um, Basic stuff, like for just people just checking spokes and tire pressures, man. Like, people forget, like, how cheap. Oh, that's a fancy torque wrench I have. I'm like, yeah, it's a Tusk, like, $70 because it does all of them. But you're, all the bikes usually come with one, and you, yeah. you know, and there's an easy way just doing the little song deal like people do, you know, where they tink on them a little bit so they sound yeah sound about right. But um, just that, just tire pressures. Yeah. And, like he said, he's scared of chains. Just just look at your bike. Yeah. I mean, all you got to do is when you get up and you got it sitting out of your van or wherever, you just look at stuff. That's what I say when you I know, tell kids. You'll, see, you'll start seeing that. I tell kids all the time when you're washing your bike, don't just deadhead wash it. Like look at things. Right. You'll see missing bolts. You'll see broken plastics. You'll see all kinds of stuff that you know, just by washing it. Um, oh, another tech tip, like I do, I tell people all the time and I have multiple people come over to the truck all the time. Bike ain't running right. If you're not going to change the filter, put a microfiber over it because that, even if you are going to change it and you just, it's dirty, just, you will inject water in there. It'll be the little gremlin and the most important race. And you'll mm-hmm. think, man, I, I mean, it was an already dirty filter and I looked in there, but you don't know that it went in there. You yeah. Know? And water carries dirt. Yes. Like people don't get it. You can have a dirty filter and it won't 
that won't actually go through because there's nothing to pull it. But once you get water on that, the water will carry that dirt right in. Right. Ooh, wait, I got one. Uh, Ryan's tech tip. Yeah, actually, only because my uncle works on a bunch of people's bikes. He does it like on the side, not like these guys do, but he's always done it on the side. Um, although the type of people that come to him a lot of the times are the ones um, that the, the, the amount of maintenance done on the bike, which Gage, I'm sure she's a lot of, is very minimal. And the amount of like seized up fucking bearings that he comes comes through. And a lot of it, you can tell, is because people wash their bikes and they never air them off. I, you gotta, I, the more people got to air off their bikes. When you power wash it, you take the air air hose, take the compre- your air compressor, put the little gun on it, air that bitch off. Fucking the bearings, the the linkage especially, um, just blow out your radiators. And then all, like I always do, right where all my electronics are, all the wires, I blow the shit out of that. Um, cause you can, you can see when you get bikes that have just been power washed and they just drip dry, like all the, like the springs are rusty as shit. The bearings are seized up and rusty and there's just a bunch of corrosion. It'd be, it's almost worse letting water sit on there to me is worse than leaving a dirty bike because, uh, that water just sits there and erodes at all that stuff. Mm. Yeah. I've yeah. never done that. Yeah. Just, you don't air off your bike, Drew. Well, yeah. where I live, it's hundred mile of wind every day. So it kind of dries off. By Fair itself. enough. Fair enough. I've never done that. Really? I always do on like, especially on my linkage. Cause, um, that, to me, that's like where like anywhere where it pivots the most. I try to air that off quite a bit. And people who don't grease their bikes right when they get them. You gotta, you gotta grease everything. Cause the grease coming from factory sucks. Yeah. It's like, it's like factory air filter oil. Yeah. It's just it, garbage, dude. There's nothing on there. At least, yeah. um, wash your bike and then lube your chain. Yeah, like oh, at know. least do that, dude. Yeah. Like, or actually, if you don't want to, if you don't have a an air hose, just take some WD forty and you spray down all the pivot points, all like your foot peg springs, yeah, the levers especially, just shit like that. You just well, another good WD. point. That, good, another good point on that too is I tell people wash the bike from the front and the back more than from the side. Mm-hmm. They're meant to take hard blows from the front and back, but side loading that stuff or blowing um, pressured water right up into your forks. Like we've taken forks apart and it's so milky inside because people pressure washing and getting that actually into their fork oil. Like it's a thing. (laughs) But one more is the air bleeders, man. Like, yeah, I don't know how many people (laughs) I'm not a fan of the motion pros. They fail. So like, I always tell people like, what do the pros run? They don't run those. Uh, I don't know how many like suspension jobs I do where I'm pushing down on the fork before and that bleeder is hissing. So it's like totally just what it does is set you up for failure. Like, oh, I thought you rebuilt my forks. Maybe revalve it. And it just feels like crap, you know? And you're like that little bleeder. Or they'll come in and they'll be like, this thing is so harsh. And you take that bleeder out and it like shoots across the room. Yeah. You know? So just just basic stuff like you said. Like your throttle. Just Simple do your bleeders. Things. Yeah. Uh, Drew, we're, we're looking I at you, Drew. Over I, th- I think I use those same bleeders. Me too, Drew. Don't worry. I have had... I've had one. I was sitting on the line at uh, it was like the pro M day at Millville, and I heard some sound. I'm like, like I went. My brother's with me. I'm like, you, you hear some like hissing sound? He's like, kind of listening. He's like, yeah. And I'm kind of searching around, and um, it's come from that bleeder. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, fuck, well, I guess I'm gonna just be fucking bleeding my forks all race, having some negative <laughs> air pressure in there. Like Ryan said too. One more with with your spokes. I see a lot of like seize spokes. Oh, is a lot of them. blow the the air out. Or WD, just just 
a little bit in them and it just keeps them freed up a little yep. bit. And it's always good. Like I always walk them too. Like if I'm doing spokes, I'll like, if it's too tight, then loosen it. Yeah. You know, absolutely. if you're, and I know that's a whole nother realm. episode in realm of like how to true rim <laughs> the right way without it having a wobble, but wobbles are good, but hops are not good. Yeah. You know, well, it's so. your fork seals when you're done washing it. I've never had leaky fork seals almost uh, maybe once or twice. Because your bleeders are leaking. That's one thing I've never really had is leaky fork seals though either. I always never really had that issue. I always air them off when I wash it because I don't want the water sitting in there and let it. And sometimes you can pull that dust cap down and just clean them. Yeah. Um. It it little piece of film or something. Yeah. Well, there's just dirt up in there and that inside both of them, and then it just starts hammering on that seal. Just it starts eating the seal. It doesn't just cut it or mess it up. But yeah. Well, there's so many there's so many things because even like. Um, the one-way check valve on fuel, like especially get the little shorties with the little cap, those things fail all the time too. And people come in like, man, I got gas over my lap all the time. Like, like just run a hose, man. Like, <laughs> be a normal guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's a big gist of it. Um, just take care of your dirt bike because that thing will fucking kill you. Yes. Yeah, and that's the, that's the thing. It's we're not playing. I don't. We're, hey. not, we're not swimming. Like. We don't, we don't have someone on the on the side like can dive in and save you like this is a real thing like I don't I don't think ignorance is a real good excuse either because if you walk up to some dude and you're like hey what should I do here he'll probably tell you yeah not call you an idiot especially if someone's seasoned and people are and no one knows everything coming out as a child like every, we all learn we've all probably done I know I've done the real stupid stuff where I'm like you learn from it it's like okay can't do that anymore you know but that's why um if I was in the business of buying used bikes like you don't want to buy a new one can't afford a new one i would not buy a bike that says never been raced oh my god the amount yeah when i'm selling shit and someone messaged me and said has it ever been raced i either don't respond or i respond back with this is not for you right (laughs) we we are not on the same page here have you ever seen what a bike that's only been on trails looks like Fred, no, no, no. You'll be lucky farm that thing. only. Yeah. yeah. Farm ridden up and down the gravel road, wrapped out at. It's like, yeah, bro. Third um, gear wide, man. Yeah. Third gear wide. They, it's they only. Actually have an air filter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's those guys. Like, yeah, bro. Low hours. It's only got 50. Um, stock sprocket, stock, <laughs> stock air filter, stock chain. Like, it's it's never hate. been off. Never had an issue. Yeah. yeah. Starts stock great. tires. You know, I actually had the opposite. left of the stock tires. When yeah. I, when I sold my 450, my YZ, the guy messaged me and said, has it ever been raised? And I was like, yeah, I raised it regularly, you know, whatever. It's a good bike. And he, he just messaged me back. He goes, good, I only buy bikes from people that race them. That's the only dude that it, it take care sense. of them. Yeah, it was the total opposite. He was, he didn't he he literally was just like, okay, I only buy bikes that have been raised. If you race the bike and don't take care of it, that bike will kill you. Yeah, or try that, to. That's exactly that what true. he said. Like when he came to pick it up, he's like, "No, I, I don't buy bikes from people that don't race them because they don't take care of them." Hey, you know what you can buy, Chris? Dirt. Well, maybe they don't make anymore, but Dirt Tricks made a uh, chain wear guide. Um, that's what I use. To see if my chain's wearing. You just, it's just, uh, like I don't even know how to explain it, but uh, just a little thing that you stick in the chain and go across, and it'll drop into another link. Just a, it's a thin metal fucking bar. Oh, it's checking like your stretch, right? Yep. Yeah. And that's all it. And then whether, yeah. where it drops in is if it's worn or not. Yeah. So when it's a little bit worn, swap that bitch out. Never have to wonder. They always scare me because like new chains will break, old chains will break. You can ask Gage, like when we're doing chains, like the sprockets, you're like, oh, those look really good. I'm like, get rid of all of it. 
See, I don't change change my sprockets and chains as a pair because the the sprockets I run last forever. Like they'll last three chains for me. The Dirtrix sprockets, yeah, you they'll outlast any chain. I just do because in my mind those all wear together. So if I'm putting a new $130 chain on, I want it to wear with those sprockets. Because if that's, my but that's the mechanic in you coming out for right, machine, yeah. Because in that. my mind, if there's any kind of funny shape at all to one of the sprockets that's going to wear your chain out faster yeah now it's gonna, not going to wear even i used to do chain and sprockets all all together until i did start running those dirt tricks ones in the rear i will change out the front one more often because it takes more of a bean than the rear one yeah a lot smaller um, what makes these yeah. dirt tricks sprockets last longer fucking magic i think <laughs> i don't know honestly it's like that zyconium or whatever it's like it's not a process that's done after it's built it's done while it's, it's being, being built, yeah, 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 I got one on my gas gas. I got thirty what? hours on that, and it's like it's not cupped. You'll Aluminum you, or steel or what? It, what Zychronium. We? Yeah, that's the, that's, <laughs> that's the metal. It's like the, it's look a, it up. It's look it's, in, it's like, so instead of like the helping. like the can, dual can ring I put a is file heavy. To one of these fucking things. Can I figure out what it is? I've seen the dual ring fail, the rivets, yeah, and break and get sketchy. I've seen, you know, like then they're like a steel one's heavy. These ones are light. I mean, yeah. they look like almost look, sketchy. Yeah, they look chintzy. But when you grab it and you feel it, you're like, holy shit, this thing's Harley. And How then much? Uh, 130 bucks retail. 130. Yeah. But they, every... they, I swear, you, you'll you run all year. He's, yeah. He started running them, and he's like, dude, you got to try one of these things. And I look, and then I was like, oh, I'm a dealer for them. <laughs> so then I was like, through through Rocky Mountain. So then I like put it on my Cowie, and then I put it on this gas gas, brand new. And I went through one chain, my stock chain, and I was like kind of sketched on it. And then I put a, a Mika like the $150, the 8,000 tensile strength chain on there. But that sprocket is awesome. I'm a, huge, are, I'm a yeah. huge 3D chain guy. Those I, 3D chains are yeah, That's why also I run now. Ever since Rapid a couple of years ago, I've only, I only run those 3D chains now. Those 3D chains are sick. Really good. Yeah, I don't have to try one of those. I want to see one of these... They don't wear out special sprockets once you guys You'll wear see one out. You'll see it tomorrow. Just yeah. look no, at this I, 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 one that I'm, I can file up, and if I can't figure it out what it is, I want to be able to shoot it with our gun. No, like, we look it up. It's, it's, I'm pretty sure I'm I pronouncing it right. It's like zychronium or whatever. That's yeah. how it's yeah. this. It's like a hardening process. I want to destroy done. one and see what it's made out of. <laughs> that's about 30 bucks. Like, you go look at Ryan's rear sprocket tomorrow. You'd be like, you need to get that fucking thing off of there. Sitting there with my files, I'm crashing it with my magnet and trying to figure out what it's made out of. Do they make them not rainbow colored? Yeah, you can get black and silver. You can get regular color ones. They it, just all look the same. Dude, it looks yeah. like he got really like the rainbow. That's not really. It good. looks like he got it like in an Amazon sprocket set. You're like, dude. I think they look cool. Honestly. I got, I I got like a silver one. On my guaranteed free shipping. Yeah, free two, free two day. I, I think they look sick. I've never actually replaced one. Like by the time I get rid of one of my bikes, um, it, I've never, yeah, I've, I've never replaced one on that on the same bike on one bike. Yeah. Um, a lot that, of guys that do the sand dunes run them because they last so long because the sand, sand eats. Yeah, sand eats everything, but the sand dune guys run them a lot. Um, that's the whole table. Mike's tech mind tip. is blown over there. See, you asked for a tech tip and you just got like blown over. Like there's a whole episode. Yeah, I, got, of I got the whole goddamn table. Yeah, take care of your bike. Gage had a, a KTM. That was like an enduro bike. Hey, man. Hey, Mike. This is why we make you wear headphones. Yeah. What's up? Um. Gage had like a enduro bike in there the other day. Mm-hmm. Rear shock, all the um, all the joints in the back, all seized up. Every single one. It moved. It moved down like two inches with me jumping on it. And it was like squish, stop, squish, stop. And I'm like, dude, what are you guys doing? 
Yeah. The other day when I walked into Gage's, he had a, a street bike there. He was sitting there working <laughs> on. Yeah, street so, bike so I was like, well, what are we, street bike connection now, Gage? Yeah. Or no. Here no. Pretty For soon all your... Uh, here pretty soon it's going to be side-by-side connection. Well, you, you were working that, on a scooter no. too, weren't you? For all your street bike needs, yeah. go to no. a street bike connection. Scooters, yeah. you know, trail bikes. We, we sure bikes. get a hold of something on this podcast and just pound it into the <laughs> ground. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that enough. <laughs> No. Uh, um, by the I way, I want to talk about Ryan trying to fight a fence and then almost dying on a deck, and then I'm out of shit. Ryan, what? What? Uh, yeah. If you haven't seen the video, is it on your Instagram? Uh, I think it was a story. Uh, See that I video, Clint? I, I guess I don't know what's going on. What happened? Uh, I'll, I'll airdrop it to you. <laughs> it was so. Um, this was at Watch Google during qualifying. Oh yeah. That, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It was a shitty day to begin with because first qualifying practice, um, I didn't even get really a full practice in. My header broke on my HGS pipe, like right where the, the header goes into the um, expansion chamber. The it, it, Like right where that weld is, the whole thing fucking busts off. Not cracked, like all at once just came apart. That's not common. Yeah. Your bike was super loud all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of heard it coming, like it started getting a little bit loud, like, my like third lap or something like it occasionally kind of all of a sudden whoa and i'm thinking oh fuck i think i think my headers are gonna about to crack because i my brother and i were looking at it the day before and i saw that the weld there i'm like does this look like a normal weld has this i guess i don't often look at my fucking welds on my pipe see if like how they're <laughs> doing but it must have caught your eye huh? yeah i'm like this doesn't this look a little thin he's like uh no like, okay i don't think so either it must be good and then I was only a couple laps in, and then um, started coming coming off, and um, or like started cracking. You could hear it every once in a while, it just bark really weird. Right when you were flexed just right, uh, yeah, enough of a gap. And then it started. I heard it kind of a little bit more as I was going through the whoops before the finish line. I'm thinking, okay, fuck, just give me one lap. I'll try to lay down a heater one lap, and then I made it to like the mechanics area, and then it started coming a little bit more, and then I went over the scrub jump before horsepower hill. And as soon as I opened it up, that fucker came apart and <laughs> sounded like a fucking hill climb bike. <laughs> so I didn't, I just kind of rolled around the rest of that practice. And then I was kind of freaking out because I didn't have a spare exhaust with me because I never think to bring a whole fucking exhaust system with. I had my 250 with me. Um, but so I was thinking, well, maybe I can at least make that work. That, that I was thinking that theoretically should at least work. Might not be the best power delivery, but. The frames are the same. So it's like that should work. Um, but I sent my brother to run around the pits to see if anybody had a exhaust for a Cowie that they'd sell, which is another reason why it sucks that Cowie doesn't have any, like, the support teams. Because usually, like, SGB, I think they'll help out other Honda guys. They'll have parts laying around that they'd sell you. So we ran over factory Cowie, and they said, no, nah, we don't have anything. Even if we did, we want to give it to you because it's factory <laughs> shit. And he's like, check, check Pro Circuit. They might have something. So we went over and asked Mitch. said, hey, do you guys have, like, an exhaust for a 450 that that we could buy or whatever and it's like let me check so he sent a guy in they had um that one exist complete system for a cowie 450 and he sold it to us right there on the spot 600 bucks flat for a whole fucking system that is a good carbon fiber deal. tip 600 bucks because when he came running back he's like oh, it was 600 bucks you won't buy it i'm like fuck yeah i'm buying that shit for 600 bucks <laughs> the whole system hell yeah fuck yeah i don't care if it's used Damn, yeah son. beat up whatever yeah, hell yeah it's hard enough to find a system 600 bucks yep 
So, so luckily we did get it on. And then the track got slower and my time wasn't the greatest from the first one because I didn't get a full practice in. Um, so I was thinking, okay, well, uh, the, the, the track's already slower because all the times, most people's times in the other practices were slower and it were last practice. So I knew that the track would get even slower by the end of our practice. So I want to go out there and lay down a heater like right away. Um, and the first lap you do, you know, it's not really timed because you haven't we crossed the, on the ground. Well, right. no, no, that's, well, that's very first practice. But even your second practice, first lap, you're not really counting because you have to come by the checkered flight or the finish line to trip your transponder. Um, so I was on my first fast lap and you go over horsepower hill and you take a left and then you kind of like jump through some rollers or whatever. I jumped into them and when I landed, my front end kind of pushed out of the rut that I landed in. And so then as soon as it pushed out, it started washing out and then it kind of pushed me towards the the ledge on the right side. And there was a combination of a front end washing out and then my back end kicked up and started swapping. And then my front end like caught traction all of a sudden. And I was already like holding that fucking wide open because most of the time, if you hold it wide open, you'll straighten yourself out. And that's what I was kind of shooting for. Um, but it went the complete opposite fucking direction. And instead of straightening itself out, it got me even more crooked. And then like it had swapped me back and forth so much to the point where I couldn't even like hang on because it was stretching my arms so much each time. So are you doing and the then, James Stewart thing where he was in the whoops and he started bouncing side to side and then he went really far left and then really far right and hooked? Yeah, and except mine was shot. I didn't even get that like it's not a long section. So it was like it was a it was such a quick of a like a snap back for the swap. Like it went way to the right once and then just fucking snapped right back to the left. And as soon as it did that, it was so quick of, of such a big swap that it just pitched me off. And I was headed right for the fucking fence. And Washougal's not a very big area, so they have all their fencing right next to the track. And I could see it coming up. And it, the only thing I'm thinking when I'm, when I'm like getting ejected from my bike is that I don't want to get impaled by these fence posts because that's right where I was headed. Um, and then there's a, a viewing deck right where I was going towards. Um, and so... And it's not very high off the ground. It's not like a tall deck. It's like shoulder high. Um, so I, lucky, luckily that fence was there actually because it slowed my all my momentum. Um, it kind of caught me like a like a glove almost and slowed me down because if I would have gone even three more feet, um, I would have been in the backside of the viewing deck leg and um, that would have been even more painful the, the, which was like a four by four yeah it probably was, cemented yeah, in yep it was a thick ass deck leg and that fence hurt <laughs> it, it it hurt enough the way it was like when it it pitched me off and like i fucking went blown through the fence and took the fucking fence down um <laughs> and i tried getting up right away uh because usually like the faster you get up then you can't be hurt for the most part <laughs> yeah, like, that's right if you can get up you're probably not hurt and and so that's usually like I'll try to get up as soon as I possibly can because you still got that adrenaline going. You can get yourself going. Um, and I tried. I landed like on my ass, and so I like turned, like rolled around on my knees to get myself up. And I, no, it was it was not happening. I had this. It took me a good four minutes of just sitting there, kind of getting my shit straight, evaluating life's decisions. Ah. <laughs> uh, I'm from, I'm from North Dakota. Man, Washington's a long fucking ways away. That's, that's what I was actually, I was so pissed. I was sitting there thinking, I just drove. I've done uh, the same thought, right? Nine, 19 hours, whatever it is. I'm thinking, I just fucked myself. Uh, and the first uh, time lap of the second practice, I didn't even give myself a shot. Um, but I just kind of uh, sat there, um, hunched over, uh, like on my hands and knees, trying to get my 
to get up and like stand and go get my bike or whatever and um this one this one lady was she i must have scared her pretty good because i think i almost hit her was the thing like she was like a foot away um when i came barreling through the fence uh i'm actually lucky it was during the qualifier because if it was during the motos i for sure would have fucking taken people out because there's not as many people there for practice yeah there's a lot during the motos, motos people are lined up there i would have i would have mowed over those motherfuckers like a bowling pin <laughs> <laughs> The, the amount of speed and uh, like the, the the amount of speed that like my body had after being ejected from my bike going through the fence I I'm, I don't even know how I didn't hit that deck leg like well they must have actually um, whoever put that fence in really got the fence post in really deep because it really sucked up a lot of my velocity <laughs> that had come in there coming in hot but it fuck it tore me up it I actually I finished that practice. And this is the first time I ever had like legit fans at a national. They're cheering me on and shit every time I come by that one section. I was a fucking superstar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, first first time I've ever had a crowd around me at a national. First time I've ever had a group of people cheering me on. Uh, and the first time I've ever had uh, someone find me after uh, a practice and said that was amazing. For obviously different reasons than most people have, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Your home track is Washougal, Washington now, obviously. Yep. Yep. <laughs> did your $600 exhaust survive? It did. I My bike stayed perfectly on the track. Didn't even go off the track. It was just like backwards from when I swapped. But um, so I just hopped on that bitch and went. I, did, I finished my, I actually laid down my fastest lap a few laps later. It took me like three laps to finally get going um, uh, to like, get my body warm back up and go um but it was still like i think i was a couple tenths off from from like the the cut and then uh yeah because I, I qualified 39th and they take top 36 and i was like like a couple tenths or something like that and i was kind of pissed because when i was sitting um before the lcq just at like at her pit uh as soon as actually my last lap i had a slow lap because somebody Long story short, when you're trying to do the qualifying stuff, people will like um, uh, block you. Um, intentionally. Per- yeah, intentionally yeah, yeah, yeah. block you to slow you down because if they can sense that you're going faster than them. And that's what some dude did to me. So I was just kind of rolling that last lap and I felt it all of a sudden. Like as soon as I like slowed down, my body wasn't moving anymore. I felt like all the the, the, hurt, the hurting parts. Yeah. And I got back and like as soon as I got back, my I had this, this fucking huge lump on my elbow. Like it was... It was ginormous. I don't even know what it was, but it was it was all swollen up and like I had a huge gash right where like right where the, you know your elbow bends. And the more I sat there, the more everything hurt. And so by the time LCQ came around, I kind of knew I was fucked because uh, I couldn't even get my helmet on. Like I couldn't bring my I couldn't fucking bring my arm up enough to like bend and pull my helmet down and then strap my helmet. And then my brother had to help me put my fucking goggles on and. <laughs> I was I was hoping I could just maybe maybe whole shot and and like let the adrenaline go. But as soon as I came off the line, it was there. Was, I had like no. It was so swollen and, and tight in the arm. It was like riding a fucking mountain bike with the the locks turned on. The forks yeah, with your suspension just, locked out. It's just yeah. stiff. Yeah. That's what it was. And it's um, I went to the asterisk after that just to make sure everything was all good because you can they can X ray your shit right on the spot. And it's free, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not paying for that. If, <laughs> No, I'm like, I just want to, I'm like, can you just make sure everything's all good? It's all like cut up. 
because it like the fence cut my arm and then like my back had a couple gashes through it and i wanted them to Wait. uh bye drew bye drew bye drew to like be close to clean it up or whatever too. and make sure that something what nothing was wrong in the in the arm um and they just because i told them like it was fine right away and then after i like sat for a little bit it just it was it was all swollen and then it um it was like anytime i'd hit a bump i had no like given it it was just immediate pain and he said you just uh like damaged a bunch of the soft tissue and then there's a bunch of bleeding going on in there. So as soon as it bleeds inside, then the muscle gets really weak or whatever. And so it was like nothing serious. It was just cuts or whatever, but man, fuck <laughs> only in motocross. You find that kind of determination, you know, like there's not many other sports that someone go through something like that. Like, well, let's line up again, you know, honestly. Yeah. He had a severe case of turf toe at best. Or at worst. <laughs> yeah. At best, worst, whatever you want to call it. But. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool they didn't rake you for that exhaust. Uh, yeah. Like, that's that, a, I'll buy that's a good opportunity for the rest of my life now. Yeah. Uh, just because they didn't hose me on it and it was cool enough to. Because they could have said 1200 bucks. Yeah. Like, well, I guess this is what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. Um, it was cool, yeah. Yeah, I'll buy PC now for the rest of my life. I'll buy PC and 100% shit for the rest of my life. PC because they, they didn't hose me on an exhaust. And they could have, you know, they have you at the balls there. They could fucking charge whatever they wanted. Or they could easily just say, no, we don't have anything. Or, and Mitch is smart enough to carry a 450 exhaust on the semi right. just in case. Um, and then 100% helps. Like, if you just have 100% goggles, even if you don't, um, you can just go ask Kuzo for tear-offs, and he loads you up with as many tear-offs as you need for for a weekend. And not the shitty, like, laminated the stacks and... Um, I always ask them, like, you got any um, throwaway? Because they throw away a lot of their frames. Um, I bet you I've gotten three Armega frames from him that they're just going to throw away because, like, if there's stains on the, the straps, they're just going to toss them. Uh, at High Point last year, um, I asked, I had the, like, the Racecraft um, tear-off system, and, I was, and I, they had just came with the Armega ones, the forecast or whatever. The, the roll-offs? Uh, yep, yep. Or, yeah, for the roll-offs, for the... Uh, for their Omega frames. And I asked him, I was like, I got the ones for the Racecraft, or is this for the one for the Omega really that much better? He's like, oh, yeah, here, I'll give you a pair because it's supposed to rain Friday night. So I got a, a complete free roll-off system with Omega frames. And any uh, anybody else won't really do shit. Like Oakley, you would have to, uh, well, if you're not a big guy, they're not going to give you shit. I, like, I tried getting tariffs from them before, and it's... It was like nothing. Not even tear offs. So. Nope. When it, you, you can't even fucking find the Oakley guy. They hide enough, but 100% will actually help you out and give shit like that. But I w- the, what made me keep going also is the fact that I drove all that way. That's, yeah. that's a lot of fucking money, and I didn't want to be a giant pussy. Plus, I knew my brother would be super pissed if I just pulled off like in mid practice. He was already heated when I came back. Um, because, like, my first laps were, like, 227s, 227s, because I was trying to get going again, and it fucking hurt. <laughs> and then I came back, and he's, like, giving me one of these, like, what the fuck you doing? Because I was, like, a couple tenths off. And um, I just, like, left him at the mechanics area while he waited for times. <laughs> well, I didn't want to wait from there. He's waiting to see times when they come for overhaul. And then he gets back there, and he's, like, he's like a couple tenths. I'm, like, uh, and then I was, like, sitting all fucking weird because I can't sit on my left side because my back's all fucked. Constant weird. He's like, "Did you crash?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I crashed!" <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, do while I'm at it. 
And oh, speaking of the Nationals, you know how I don't know if you guys heard, but the, there's you know well you obviously know there's timing shitty timing issues at the Nationals this oh, year. Yeah, they've been Man. And this Nathan Laporte got fucked at Unadilla. Yeah. Okay. He fucking totally got fucked at. Yeah, Unadilla. that's not the first time this shit's happened because at Redbud, in our first qualifier, the timing went down for the last like four or five fucking minutes. So, like I went by like I laid down a lap or whatever, and then I was going my last two laps. Um, which I don't know if they were or not, but it felt like they were faster than like my fastest time. And my brother never gave me a time on the pit board. So I kept going. And then by the time I get done, he's like, well, he's like, what are you doing? Uh, I said, no, he's like, your last lap times were like four minutes. And I'm like, no, I fucking came around every single time. And so he went and asked the AMA guy and they're like, oh, our timing system went down for the last few minutes. Like, well, he's like so, so that's just it that, that, there's nothing he's like well we have a backup but that went down too <laughs> so the so our last like four or five minutes of that qualifier were doesn't matter you could i could have laid down a 159 and it wouldn't even caught it yeah hmm. it's just how can you have a system that goes down like that where you have um the main one and the backup go down and then sexton that same day his for whatever reason his transponder wouldn't read but they got it off of, you know, they video everything. So as long as they're video and they just submit that video and said, hey, here's his lap. And they did it that way. But like, ha- they didn't change anything, right? No. They, it's, like, they it's had the that problem as, at Millville too. Millville was a shit show for timing and scoring too. Yeah. It's been like that almost every race, it seems like. They, they'll, there's always at least one moto where on the TV it's not. It's a uh, fucking Windows 98, boys. Yeah, no shit. Gotta I just give it an extra slap in the morning. I don't get how it could be that. Like shitty like, of a system, especially this year. All of a sudden, it's it's like it's worse than in years past. <laughs> it's that five G internet fucking up the Windows ninety eight. I don't know dude. a lot about it, but aren't they like permanently set in the ground systems for transponders to go through? Like it's not like they tear down, and set up every race, right? Um, I don't think so. like they plug into it, but it's it's an actual cable that's right ran yeah. underground. It's not like the ones like the NDMA uses where it's transmitter. So. Yeah, but we it's have, like a permanent deal, yeah, though, right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, have, why do we have these issues? I don't know. We have less problems with our barcode yeah, ones barcode, that we run. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It's weird. That and then Mav TV is just... Oh, what a shit total show. fucking shit show. Horrible. Yeah. That, that one will give them a little leeway. At the first, I'm like, how the fuck can you not be prepared for this? But Davey did say that when he was on whatever interview he did, that NBC withheld all the information of, like, how many viewers and subscribers it actually so get. So overloaded? Yeah. Because uh, at first I'm like, well, you should know that fucking number, right? Like when you're... You would think as the promoter of the event. Yeah. Right? But like he said should. that was all internal information. Like NBC would didn't want to give out, which makes sense now that I think about it because they know that if you try to go elsewhere and get a different network, they're going to want to know, well, how many do you get? And if you don't know that number, only NBC does, it'd be likely for you to stay there. Do you remember NBC Sports Gold? What yes. We were paying for that. That I don't know about you guys, but that was a shit show for me. I could never get it. That like, was better than Mav for it me. It like yeah. let it like let me in, but it would like never load. Um, I n- I never had to get a second app, and also pay that second app money when it was NBC. Right. Ran. So that wasn't great. Yeah, the Peacock one was amazing. Then we go to yeah, Peacock. Peacock was that was great. We go to Peacock ran, with no problems. With Ever. which Peacock Ever. and NBC are the same thing. Pe- right. so, Peacock is owned by NBC. What the Peacock though? is just the streaming. Like your yeah, NBC yeah, Gold just side. switched over to like became Peacock. Yes, yep. yeah. yeah, no problem, yeah, no problem. So like, through Super what Cross, the fuck are then, we doing? And then when you have to switch from Mav to Peacock and watch like one moto here and one moto there or whatever, P- 
Peacock's great. Switch the clarity. over to Mav. Even the yeah. clarity. Yeah, yeah. Like and then the, you yeah. switch over to Mav, and you're like, this is shot on it's a like fucking outdoor. potato. Remember, <laughs> it's you guys remember the OLN, yeah. the OLN channel? Fucking, and I'm yeah. like, is this like 60 pixels? What is that? I can't even see the guy's number. These guys stuck a lens on a potato. Yeah, dude. It's fucking terrible. I got a funny story while she'll go 09. It was our first year for the team to like try out. So we only did like the first five rounds. So we did like Texas and whatever. So Jake Moss, we're running the 450 program the first time and he wrecks in the first corner. So I run up there, you know, and they let us do whatever. (laughs) They didn't have their, I don't know if it was just like television cables, but they were underneath of the whole shot. And he, he goes to take off or I go to take off. And the guy's like yelling at us at the side of the track. And I look over at him and all of a sudden I look back and we have all the cables on the track <laughs> wrapped up in his wheel. And it's like, it's, you know, the corner it's yep. elevated pretty good. Yep. So we're both like teetering, uh, like, and he's all out of it and I'm trying to hold us up. And then we fall on the, on the low side and fall. <laughs> we both oh. fall over and the bike's on us, and we have the cable just wrapped up in his rear wheel. Took out the whole like, broadcast. <laughs> yeah. Stand by. Yeah, stand by. We had a rough start You know, there. you're just embarrassed, too, because people are laughing at you, yeah. you know, and stuff. And you're like, God, we're just supposed to be pros out here, and we're just like a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> like, Took down the broadcast. Yeah, I wish we'd just go back to Peacock. I think they are, though. The, the whole reason for the MAV was because there was like a weird year lapse in yep. between this and now yeah, that. Yeah, no, to go back. No, SN oh, good. and MX are going to be on the same TV package next year. That'll be that, awesome. That's how they got that $15 million uh, TV deal was because they packed it together mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. threw in the playoff. Because oh, that's so. awesome. Like on Saturday when I work, I used to just like put it on on my phone. And right. Like instead of music or something and you're just working. You can hear qualifying. It's just that back chatter. Mm-hmm. Kind of hear who how they're doing, and like Daniel Blair, those guys get on there, and then they kind of switch them. Daniel Blair does a good job. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like Daniel. Yeah, he's, Blair he's a stud. He knows his stuff. Now we just YouTube um, whatever race is on, and that's you just all, watch that's some all we fucking guy streaming it on YouTube. Yeah, that's all. Which we, is better we did than Unadilla. Mav TV, dude. That's it's terrible, but yeah, you're right. It, yeah, it is better. But it's quick now because you used to have to wait. Like someone to like post three, it on YouTube. Three, now, I mean, I got back from our yeah. race this weekend, and boom, Sunday Live. night. Yeah, I mean, Mace are watching it. And it's like go to YouTube, found it, Moto Two. I don't like watching Moto One. <laughs> when I, I don't have time. Yeah. To watch all of them, so I, we, they just recap it, and then I just want to see Sexton, not Honda. <laughs> he he looks, that that fucking Honda dude looks like the old '08 Honda. Like it looks so good. Is it the back shock? Yes. It's They're, just the chassis, everything is just like gelling right now. And I, I just, if you watch him on that bike and then just like watch like two, go back two or three years and just watch how horrible everything was. Like even Canard and stuff, how fast he was on that Honda and how unstable and just like how, and I know Chase makes a bike, a rider makes a bike look good too, you know, dropping their heels tall, how, how him and Jet ride the bike. But, dude, that bike is sick. Whatever they got going on, they got it going on. They got that it figured out. Because 50th anniversary looks good, too. I like that darker red in there. Anyway. I don't know if you guys have even seen it or not. Mm-mm. But, oof. They it's like some... Anderson's bike in Supercross, too. Like, you just know when a bike's dialed, you're like, man, that looks good. Just everything. Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, you're fine. I was you just talking about. Start hitting buttons. I was there. talking about fucking graphics, Clint. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a tech tip too, huh? Yeah. People ask me all the time, how do you watch suspension? It's like, just look at the center of the bike. 
Yeah. You know, don't, don't try to like look at the front and then look at the back. It's like, just watch the bike and make sure it's not all the energy is not doing all this crazy stuff. You know? Yeah. You don't want it seesawing too much either. You want it to absorb because everybody's like, Oh, I, it bottomed out or whatever, you know? And it's like, it you're bottoming once a race, once a lap. And what, what, why are you bottoming? Are you over jumping something into a pocket? Or are you casing yeah. it? I get that mo- many dads all the time. Well, it bounces when he comes off. He's just almost clearing the table. I'm like, clear the table. Yeah. Like, of course it's going to bounce. I watched Chase Sexton, <laughs> Tomac the other weekend. I recorded it, sent it to a guy. I'm like, they bounced. Right. <laughs> like, you know, like you just got to make sure and downside. Well, and if it bottoms, it's not a bad thing. If, if it's bottom harsh, like especially on a takeoff, then that's bad. But like on a landing or something, you know, biggest jump on the track. If it bottoms and it's like a, it kisses it, that's fine. You want to maximize your suspension. Yeah. That's where like Chase's Get your money's bike, worth. If you look at Chase's bike, you know, like people set their stuff up. Even James Stewart's podcast, he said, you know, Chase's bike's way, or Tomac's bike's way too soft. Look how good he did with it though. You know, because he, even in Supercross, he could still ride how he needed to ride and go through those big transitions and G out, but it was like softer. Yeah. And I think he could just attack harder. Cause it's hard to ride a stiff bike and then also it throws you on the ground like it did James in the front and the rear. Yeah. That's probably specific to Tomac. Cause he's, a, he's an on off button. He's a beast. Yeah. He even rode hard. He, he trained with us his rookie year. So Townley, we rented Davey Millsaps's track. I think I told you guys that on the last podcast. And then he like the Tomac and Townley family were like really close. So he came out and trained with us. So then, we would just set up it. Even back then, man, like as a kid, like he rode, he just rides a bike hard. Like you just close your eyes. You can hear him like riding and jumping and landing. And right. like, he's not like finesse. Obviously we all know that now, but it's crazy how the bikes have held up as good as they have. Cause he's had some failures like at Loretta's rain one when his cow, he fried the clutch a couple times. I'm surprised he hasn't done tranny and the yamaha because third gears but i know they're not running stock stuff either you know yeah probably but because got anything else i'm getting tired i think bikes handle better when you run the rear end higher i could never stand that um when you're riding a bike and it feels like you could fall off the back you know i mean like it feels like it's pitched like when it's tugboating yeah you feel and you feel like you could slide right off the back of the thing to me, it seems like the trend's now gone back to where they run a, a lower sag uh, in the rear where it sits it up higher. For a while, it seemed like everyone had their bikes squatting a bunch, um, especially like Jeremy Marr would have, like his, when he was on Star, that his, the rear end of his bike, would it, it looks like a fucking chopper the way it's uh, sagged out. And Dungeys look like that a bunch too. Um, but to me, it seems like a bike's handled better, especially the four-strokes. If you have a taller rear end, so it sits it up, get a little more weight on that front end. Yeah, I think, and then you can run the your forks pretty um, low in the clamp, and you don't have to you know raise them up because you're already putting that more weight on the front end. So you can uh, put them down almost. Well, they most of them do. Most of those factory guys they run their their forks uh, flush in their clamp, um, and they'll have like like Tomac. I think he runs them flush on his Yamaha. Yeah. I know he has a, t- a taller rear end, and obviously it seems to be working. But then you can you get that front end stability coming like through the through the chatter bumps, but then you still have the weight on the front where you can still dive in and turn and yeah, pivot. We always cut subframes so you could run that back in the day because like your normal 
was 102, 104 seg. Then you watch all of like your production bikes go to like 108. And like Ryan said, we're running 100, yeah. 102 on the Cowie and it fe- it feels good. Yeah. But then what they were doing is cutting the subframe so it doesn't kick them in the butt. So I think everybody's going back, like you said, to that, that higher number. Yeah. And then, and then also outdoor, you want a tall bike because of ruts. You don't want to be dragging in ruts because it slows you down. You have a slower lap time. You get hung up in a rut. So you really want a tall bike. I like running my rear end tall because for me, like when I come out of a turn and you also, and you get like the, all the chatter acceleration bumps, when I have it squatting a lot in the back, it takes so much more for it to finally come up and get and let my bike get on top of the acceleration bumps where I'm, I'm starting to so You're, you're already one. through your stroke a little bit too, yeah. yeah. So like if you have it sagged out, then your static sag, you're already down quite a bit. So you're already missing half of your, your first initial valving that's supposed to take that where the crossover shim is, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think having it up is, like you said, and then also when your bike is moving so much, so like if you come out of a corner and then you, you see a bike staying really stable and then it doesn't just sack out and move all your energy is going back instead of forward, just like mm. a drag car. Yeah. You know, that's why they jack them up like that. So it drives forward just like a whole shot device. So if you can get that rear to absorb stuff, but stay the bike, stays straight and level all the time. That's where it's at. Yeah. See, and Ryan likes it a little higher too. Cause when he's heading for the fence, it's the right angle for the fence. <laughs> you know, if it's too if it's too low, he's hitting the bottom, and then it's just stopping him. But, like, I would say, what, like, top quarter, top third of the fence? Yeah. Well, if you're hitting that, half. if you're hitting that, it's catching you, but, like, also releasing you. Exactly. Right. Slowing you down, but letting you go. Right. You don't want to get stopped by the fence. You want it to absorb some of your impact, though. One well, thing that we're forgetting. science. Because if you miss the fence... All together, you're hitting that viewing stand and decapitated. Bingo. <laughs> so, I mean, Got it good dialed. thing you're so calculated. You have that dialed in. You didn't, didn't Numbers. Even know it. Math. Numbers. Just well, ba- it's just thing, basic math. <laughs> one thing you got to think about, too, though, is a lot of guys at National, are, they're not very tall. Like, Ryan's fairly tall compared to most of the National guys. Hell, yeah, I'm a fucking giant. <laughs> yeah, they're little jockeys. Yeah. Huh? So, if they're, you know, five six, you know, cutting that subframe down... How tall are you, Ryan? Five ten ish, I think. Yeah, yeah five ten. We're about seven. Little, yeah, a lot of guys are five eight. A little bit smaller than Ryan. Some, I, so, I guess it just depends. Carmichael's like five five, right? Yeah, he's small. Just a little guy. So if you cut that a little bit out of the subframe to keep that back end down, so it's not smacking them, but yet try and bring that. Yeah, it's where when you're taller, you get that little more leeway on that. It's like the first Supercross I saw Tomac. I was like, holy shit, that rear is high. Like, I just, I just, like, just zoned in on it. I'm like, man, that thing is so high. <laughs> like, he just, he looked like his fender was, like, chopped, like, the other way, you know. Rooster tail. And I was like, God, it's yeah. working, though. Like, but it just looks so weird to me because, I mean, how many hours I've sat and watched a bike on Supercross. And then you, everybody does it. They cut the subframe five or ten mil. They cut their bars you know, down a little bit for supercross and they are able to do the higher sag and you always see the bike, you just see how they sit, you know, with the fender and then watching his fender be like rooster tails, like, Oh, see how this is working. I saw his suspension moving a lot in supercross, which you don't see, you know, you see a lot of dead rear ends. Like, you know, you don't see them drop out when they come out of the transitions Yeah, and his was moving a lot. So you could tell it was really soft, but it wasn't like wallowy. Because that's what happens when you get too soft and then energy starts going other ways and then the forks 
you know, your front end starting to it's turn. Like gummy, Ener- yeah, the energy like has, it's wallowing under you instead of just staying straight and teetering. A lot of pros will like it to teeter this way just as long as it isn't moving side to side. Yeah. Because then it's unsafe, like unstable, especially right. when they got to commit to a 60 Unpredictable, tra- yeah, too. Transition. Yeah. But it's cool. It's cool how it's progressing, but then it's also going back. Like, you know, OEM stuff is going kind of well out there, and then now, like, just us riding oem bikes were no we like our seg down there 102 104 yeah but we all have shit to do tomorrow boys how you doing mike (laughs) i think mike's ready for bed he's tried to he's tried to sneak in a send off a couple times here he's looking pretty rough i don't know (laughs) twice now tried to head out yeah Yeah. he's like well i'm pretty tired right it's like you know when they set up their seg (laughs) (laughs) well this is interesting let me hear this yeah and have you ever tried a tie spring no, it's amazing. It's uh, you can tell a difference. Pro uh, circuit. <laughs> See if they give you a good one. Pro I, circuit. I, I, had, I had one on my 08 Honda. I had work a kit stuff. It was like Troy Lee stuff, and then I just oh. had a Jeff Ward outdoor setting. Dude, that bike you could do whatever you wanted. That's one thing about a kit is like when you get tired. When I raced back then, I came up here and was fast, right? Like outlaw or open A or whatever, won one of the motos in Dickinson and then got second or whatever. So I was in shape because I was riding with those guys all the time. But when you got tired, the A-kit stuff is brutal. It is rough. Oh, I bet. But when you work that shit and then you come in and you're like, oh, I'm high-siding right here, and then you just boom and just it's like butter, you're like, well, that's why they that's why they like this stuff. Hmm. But that tie spring, it just mellows the rear end out amazingly, and it feels like you have good spring back and everything, but just different. Just different stuff. And the cycle life is way higher on them too. Yeah. Expensive, eight hundred bucks. Hmm. I think I'm gonna stick with my standard. Yeah. <laughs> Steel's not so bad, eh, boys? No, yeah, not so bad. Not so bad. If Ryan can't get it from PC, he doesn't want it. Yeah. I'm a dealer. <laughs> we had to help you out with your header anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Clint had to swap me headers. The whatever, the one that I got. Uh, Brand new one. It was yeah. It was just like where the header goes into the exhaust port. It's like it was just a like half a millimeter too, um, too small. Too small, so it just wouldn't sit like wouldn't tightly flush it. against. Yeah, when you bit. rev rev, it would like move, like you could see it moving because mm. it's not obviously have the spring style anymore. Right. So he's like, a, yeah. "What did you ask me? You just asked me. What do you think of this?" Or I'm like, "I, I think was, I got one like, yeah. here." I was gonna <laughs> ask you, like, could you fucking send this back and have him give me a new one? It didn't do it till. Um. Well, like after Washougal went down to California for a week or whatever, and rode, um, it was like near the end of riding down there. I think I was at LECR and it started really vibrant. And I'm like, ah, fuck, maybe just one of my bolts is a little bit loose. Was not. <laughs> yeah. Mike, what else you got for us? You done? Yeah, I'm. I'm all set, fellas. You guys got anything else? I'm good. We'll wrap it up. We'll get some shit done tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Clint, I'm going to need that laptop way on this end. It's way cooler on throw this it, end. Throw it across. If you, know, if you knew that. You could just pass it down to them. Oh, It's not hooked up to nothing? No, there's nothing hooked to it. Yeah, send it, send it, send it. Uh, what's your tire popper, Ryan? Uh, Wait. I got to get my timer. Never mind, I don't have it. 
I'm ready. We're just going to take your word for it. Under 30 seconds. Don't fuck it up. Hold on. Oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't hold fuck on. this up. Right. Man, I don't even know if I have one. I didn't come prepared for Are you uh, serious? Let me know when you're ready. I, I don't know. There's nothing really that's grinding my gears. I got one. Wow. I'm ready, Mike. Oh, you, you get wait, it maybe. Wait, wait. Before we start, um, on the last, the last, I got two things that Logan said. One, where he tried saying that the KTM's like 20-some pounds lighter. Bullshit. No, that they advertise their dry, dry weight. weight. God yeah. damn it, Logan. That, Add a few pounds. Yeah, come on. I don't know about... Um, everybody knows that. New, dry weight. I don't know about new YZs because apparently they lost five pounds. But That's what they said. It would it would have been 12 well, pounds but dry weight. They lost like six and a half pounds. They just only advertised Regardless, that. that was a fake news thing that he fell for. The only they advertised I, dry weight. The only reason I know that is because... We were hammering Mike one day with stats during a podcast about Suzuki shit. I do like all the Austrian bikes and Japanese bikes. Then we do Suzuki last, like heavier, slower, <laughs> kickstart. But it's a dry weight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, but all those the there's a lot of bikes that do dry like the, the uh, Yamahas, yeah. Hondas. They're all yeah wet. And that's a normal. Wait, I th- yeah, I think unless they've changed it recently, but it's all everything's always dry weight. Well, Yamaha was I telling you Japanese is gas weight. and oil in it. Yeah, yeah. no, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yamahas and Hondas and everything are... Most Japs will do the, the wet, wet, wet weight. Yep, but yeah. ready to go. Yeah. KTM Smart just says dry weight makes it look like it's... Makes it look sick. It looks yeah. good. Like, yeah, they're, they look like they're freaking... What's your other thing? He had one more. 30 pounds um, lighter. He... What did he say? Oh, he had um, his story about where he went to a particular track and didn't have the greatest of time there. Um, and, and had said like practice started super late. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure where he's talking about, but I feel like I had the same sort of thing happen, but I can't see but it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. And there was something, I don't know. I feel like one time I went somewhere and they did a parade lap, but you had to follow a side by side. But it, it was a motocross race, Huh? but you followed a side. I don't know. I didn't do the parade lap. I think I'd. Must have been a dream. I don't know. <laughs> I did tell them that they could shove their side by side up their ass, and I sat on the side of the track while they did it. But I, it was a dream or something. I don't know. All I know is everything that he said. It's almost as if I have been saying the same thing for about two years now, since I may or may not have came on this same exact podcast and possibly like- express my. Opinion. Opinion mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. which happens to be 100% fact uh, about a particular track. Well, I, I shall like... not name because <laughs> since <laughs> I'm here alone, Elka told me I had to be on my best behavior for that. So <laughs> but I, I will not I just... name said track uh, that happens to be a huge piece of shit. Um, I feel but everything like this said... is way over 30 seconds. <laughs> that, well, that wasn't a tire proper. That was oh, just yeah, a yeah. comment. Yeah, yeah, okay. But um, I feel like. I'm just getting a real, like, I had the same vibe. Not a deja vu. And I think it could have been Sturgis. I'm not 100% sure. The dirt was red. Sturgis. It was very red, but I'm not sure. Rally. Is that the motorcycle rally? Never heard of her. But I believe practice started at 8, but they don't own watches. Um, So it could have been a little bit closer to 10. It's funny you're just describing Andrew's day the other weekend, and you weren't even there. Uh, hey, you mean to, you know? You hey, go to one, you go to them all. You run a track that has zero complaints. I guess you can say whatever the fuck you want. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's not true. even that. You could run a track that has 
semi-normal complaints and you could still say it because it it's one thing to like run a track and do a, a good job at it and everyone's going to complain but it's another thing to continuously um like regress in your <laughs> operations well just just to throw a few things out there of this maybe Sturgis track. I'm not sure where it was. Said track. Said, Said track. track. Alleged. Yep. Alleged. Yes. yes. I'm not sure where it was. Dirt was track. red. Dirt, the dirt was red. I don't know where it was. <laughs> Practice started an hour and a half late for the motocross. I think the first run up the hill for Verticross was an hour and 45 minutes late. And I heard that they did the flat track. And the hot laps didn't start until two hours after it was supposed to. So, but the dirt was red. I don't know where it was. Hmm. Right. Hard to say. Right. Okay. okay. I, I mean, it could have been Mandan. It was probably Ver- Sturgis. I don't know. Dirt was red. Okay. Um. Thank you for that information. Uh, okay, Mike, Mike, you got uh, time? Yeah, motherfuckers that can't do the speed limit. That's it. Okay. That shit just drives Agreed. me fucking nuts. In town. Old news, but yeah. If it's a 35 mile an hour speed limit and you're doing 20, yeah, dude, just drives me up a wall. Can't yeah. fucking handle it. Okay, yeah, cool. Pretty quick. Clint, tire popper. Lately, Deegan protest. Yeah, this. yeah. Speed, I tried to get the boys. I tried to get the boys to touch on it. And everyone's over it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. it's I'm exhausted. Moving um, along. We, the question was asked: Should we be able to claim bikes at our fair race? <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> if you want to uh, give you me can, 17 can. grand for my 450, yeah. hell yeah, I'll unload yeah. it out my van Same, right now. I see you eyeballing me for that gas gas. You, give, you give me 15 grand, I'll give it to you. What a deal. <laughs> Just pop you the forks me, off of there, dude, and I want it. 12 grand, you can have mine. Here's wow. the deal with that. I'd if if you are going to claim a bike locally, I'm the impound. So you got to come talk, talk to me. We'll yeah, get, we'll get it figured All out. claim deals have to be run through Mike Neal. Yes. <laughs> Disclaimer. I also take 50% of what the bike was worth after it's claimed. Yeah, that's, that's minor fees and whatever. Yeah, so if it's a $17,000 bike, I'm going to take a chunk of that. Yeah. Everyone still comes out a winner there. Uh, Gage Tire Popper? Yep. You got him? You got him, maybe? Uh, I, yeah, I, I can. You got a timer? Okay. So... When you're working on stuff and all of a sudden the phone rings and you're right in the middle of it, you run over, grab the phone, pick it up, and it's dead. And there's no one on the other line because the goddamn telemarketers, it just drives me nuts. Telemarketers, you know, anyway, drive me nuts, but that really pisses me off. There's just nobody there. Nice. Yeah. That yeah. one gets me quite a bit over Or too. you got to do, you go, hello, and then nothing, and then you go, hello, and then it, you can hear the recording go, and kick on. Yeah. yeah. Just hang up. Yeah. The thing I don't like about that is they were getting innovative for a while. They're like, yeah, bro, you owe the IRS money, and we're going to come get your shit. And people are like, oh, damn. So how many, like, target cards do you need me to get for you? <laughs> you know, like 400. Right. You're like, I'm on my way. Don't don't fucking come arrest me. But they're not even trying new shit anymore. Like, you're expired. And then my favorite one lately is like, hello, you want the Medicare? <laughs> I'm like, I don't want Medicare. Like, you want Medicare? I'm like, all right, give me Medicare. <laughs> Uh, or Ingemar, Montana. Like, you're like, I don't even... Is there an Ingemar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one time I asked me if I want Medicare, I was like, I'm I'm super healthy. Like, I'm healthy, healthy as a fucking ox. Like, there's, like there's I like, said, even Troy Berry needs somebody to look up to. <laughs> Did you want to make a mad? You get, like, an Oriental woman on there, foreign, you know? She's like, you want Medicare? If, if you talk back to them that way, which 
call me racist or whatever and be like, <laughs> no, 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 no Medicare. They don't like that. They hang up really fast. And <laughs> the one lady she got on there, <laughs> her name was Lisa, but it was not Lisa, you know. <laughs> and she's like, your state is uh, open enrollment for Medicare. And I said, no, Lisa. And she goes, yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> Well, today I had someone call, and they're like, is the owner? And I'm like, oh, he's not doing so good. <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, he's he's rough shape, man. He's uh, he's not doing so well. Done, we'll send dude. postcard. <laughs> you yeah, send postcard. Nice. AB, do you have one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so if you're going to get on the interstate, and you got a loaded semi behind you that's grabbing gears trying to get going, and you're going to come to a complete fucking stop when it's just a yield and there's nobody coming, mm. then you're a fucking idiot. I'm surprised by that. Um, yield signs mean nothing in South Dakota. Yeah. No. Uh, so, pulled off in Sundance, go to the port, get weighed, get a permit, mm, whatever. Wyoming. Going to get back. No, he's a 49 Meade County plate. Nice. Fucked by the local guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, we're going to get on the interstate and there's construction there and I'm fully loaded semi. You know, I've made this run up this on-ramp a thousand times in my life. And I'm grabbing gears, getting ready to go. This guy pulls up to the interstate. He gets all the way to the end, and he fucking comes to a complete stop to get on the interstate. And I'm looking back like, oh, there's got to be something big coming. And there's nobody. It's clear. 100% clear. And it's uphill out of Sundance. So he brings me to a oh, he com- fucked, yeah. complete stop. Yeah, yeah fucked, yeah. And I've never lost my shit. So <laughs> that's probably the hardest I've ever tried to run somebody over. Yeah. Um, yeah. I almost hit a van today in Deadwood. <laughs> they put their blinker on and then didn't get in the turning lane. They just stopped in the middle of the lane. And then they like halfway got in the turning lane. I'm like, oh, they're going. So I let off and start going. And then they stopped halfway through and I almost fucking hit them. But the thing is like in my service truck, my name's on the door. And then right below that is the phone number to call <laughs> like oh, yeah. for Butler, you know? So yeah. like if I start freaking out on people, like they know exactly. I was, I was the freaking out. It. I was throwing arms yeah. and fingers. And if I, if I could have got close enough, I'd have thrown whatever I had in the cab at them. Most of the time yield signs in South Dakota, like they can't read. That just means get in there, dude. And they're just like fucking <laughs> no, hammered. And like, that's dude, they don't even, I... they don't even look. They don't even look to merge. No blink or nothing. They're like, let me in, bitch. I don't know. If this <laughs> guy, okay, get in here. This guy didn't look because he came to a complete stop and there was nobody coming. <laughs> and it's uphill for like two miles. Out. Yeah. Well, you know how Sundance is. It's uphill for you got a, fucked, bro. a lot of ways. Fully loaded. Sucked. Um, mine is a question, and I think you'll get my point if when I ask you this question. Um, if we don't let you drive for the first 15 years of your life, should we let you drive for the last 15 years of your life? No. Okay. Unless you die young. Like if we had like an yeah, average. Life is like, well. Well, okay. Well, average people that die in America, in America right? Let's say it's okay, 90. Once you, once you hit, when you hit 80, 75, are you done? Let's call it 80. 80 and you're 80. done. Can we call you done? We'll meet you in the middle. 80 and you're done. Can't drive to your 15 and you're done at 80. Um, If you still need to get around, download but then, Lyft. So if you... If you're done at 80, you live to 95, do you get your license back? Yeah, that's bonus. You can have it back. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, double. Sounds fair. So for double. 96, you get your license back. Hell yeah. 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 Sometimes I pass well, Only if you drive around like the small town stuff, like you can't. 
you understand. Oh, I'd say let them go. I, I would say to get it back, you have to have certain qualifications. Like you have to have a certain model Buick <laughs> and like handi- exactly handicap like, plates, obviously, you know. Sounds exactly like, like my one of those yep, off 80s out. colors, you know, like that forest green <laughs> Buick, you know. Like I think you have to qualify. Yep. I think so. Yeah. Just can't have personal plates. No. I don't know. I like it. There's just so many people I pass, and I'm like, they're fucking around in the road, you know, and we're doing like 25 and a 55. I'm like, when I get around, I'm like, you better be fucking old. And they are. I got, and so then I got a quick old. question. What do your guys take on in Walmart or grocery? Like, I always walk like I drive. So if I'm on the right, yes, you're not, and you're not, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. not yeah. looking yeah. at something in the aisle. fucking highway, right? Yeah, like yes, I agree. Do you agree? Yeah. Yes. You Sidewalks, yes. aisles doesn't matter. Yeah, right side, fucking, right yes. side, little curve. Do you yep. follow yep. the? I think we only got them since COVID started. Oh, the no. arrows. Do you no. follow the arrows? No, fuck, no, fuck yourself. I rebel the lane. Doesn't matter what direction you're going. You split the lane. I I rebel those, but I'm just saying, like, if you're walking and then. Another pet peeve is like Clint's walking backwards. Three down the people line wide, and you're like having to like get out of <laughs> yeah. the way, and it's like. I'll tell you what I you're do. Headed, you're headed down a lane, and somebody's just walk like right down the center, and you're like, okay, which which way am I going? Because yeah. either way, I'm going to be rubbing yeah. up against you. I'll tell you what like, I do, and I feel this is a courteous to other people, but it's mainly for me. Like if I'm walking by, I'm like, that's my aisle. I will park my cart out of the way. I won't even take it down the fucking aisle. Right, I've done. That I go too. down the aisle, come back to my cart. Yeah, zip, go grab what you need. I, I don't yep. want to weave and bob everybody looking at what fucking flavor Pop-Tarts they should get. Nope, I don't do that because I shop with my wife and we look at every fucking flavor of Pop-Tarts. So <laughs> <laughs> my car's going to sit out there for fucking well, you two never days, know. boys. Like, I got to take it with me. Yep. <laughs> Downside, though, sometimes they think that's a stock cart and someone will yank know, a pack right? of shit out of your cart and you're like, scooter leaves oh, okay. a person there, dude. It's fucking free game. Yeah. 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 Okay, uh, Ryan, what'd you learn? Uh man, I don't know. There's so much stuff. How I am I supposed to pick one? Uh oh, I uh, learned how Gage lost his ear the second time. There you go. There we go. Good poll. Nice. Mike, what'd you learn? I learned that Ryan will always support 100% and Pro Circuit because they were cool to him at Nationals. Uh, nice. Not just me, people in general. Oh, people in general. Nice. Shout out Mitch Payton. We're looking for sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clint, what'd you learn? Uh, I learned that I'm going to get a ride from Ryan maybe because it's a long bike ride back. You rode your bike here? No, I dropped it off because I <laughs> thought we were going to Gage's. I was going to ride it back to the fairgrounds, but I might ask for a ride. Nice. Hell yeah. That's what I learned. He'll hook you up. Gage, what'd you learn? Ryan doesn't like fences. Mm. <laughs> uh, not true, actually. I'm glad that fence was there because yeah. if it wasn't there, I'd be folded around a viewing deck leg. Uh, AB, what'd you learn? You know, I learned that Drew has never had corn. Not any type of corn. Yeah, that shit's not surprising us anymore. No. Yeah. I don't know, corn surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Chris, what'd you learn? I learned that Ryan's suspension is set up for on and off track track scenarios. Nice. Yep. Uh, gotta be, be prepared for everything. Rail the rut, set, miss, miss the deck. It's that North Dakota style. Yep. Always yes. prepared. Uh, that's episode 528. Thank you to you. <laughs> Man, we've been doing this for a while. Thank fellas. you to you. MX Connection, Gold Standard Country, Wasi Customs, Cobra Town, Torres Motorsports, Jonah Kelly, Dean Kelly Construction, Static Collective, 4GMX Indoor Motocross, uh, Deadwood Moto, and Photos by Mina. Ryan, thank you for coming in. Yes. Mike, thank you for coming. Yep. Um, Clint, thank you for coming. Yeah, Matt. Thanks, guys. Gage, thank you. Absolutely. AB, thank you for coming. Well, you're welcome. We will catch you guys on episode 29.
which Troy Berry will be on. 